Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest of And welcome everyone to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, tonight I am your sexy old friend, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you to this episode of the show where we're kicking off February in a very sexy, a very erotic, a very loving way with the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week from 1995, Embrace of the Vampire, directed by Anne Gorsad or Gorsod or uh, I don't know. There's no translation to her last name, so I'm just winging it. And we're figuring it out, as we always do on the show, especially when we talk about Japanese names, and I just completely fail. So anyway, we're going to be talking about that later on and getting all sorts of fun in our lingerie and our boxers and you know our, our spanking games that we do on Talking Terror when we're not recording. And that's, that's later. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but oh my. first, I'm joined by the bold and beautiful and the very leggy, Gogi Keith. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Why don't you just, uh, why don't you just lend us your virgin ears over here and just, uh, and just come sit over here and mm. have a drink, a drink with us as I do my best impression of, uh, of Carlos from, from Pretty Woman. You know what I mean? You can work your money off with me. It's okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna slip a little bit of, uh, a little bit of ecstasy in your drink, and we're gonna be good to go. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show, everybody. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> We're we're so happy to have you to back on the East Coast school and to talk about that later on when the, the uh, dean shows up, uh, your trip out to the West Coast. Of course, we, we have a whole lot in between to talk about. So we're also joined by the psychotic Simeon, the guy who picked tonight's episode, Get Sexy With It, Mad Monkey. Oh, yes, King. We are keeping it sexy. We are keeping it funky ass. We are keeping it funky as a crypt of the undead. So all you ready, screamings, all you ready to pop in those earbuds and let the Talking Terror crew get ready to come in your ears for the next two hours because your favorite go-to horror podcast that is Talking Terror is going to fill your brain with horror news, nerdgasms, and movie reviews the only way the Talking Terror can do it, baby. So make sure you listen live or listen on iTunes, Spotify, Blog Talk, or wherever you Get your podcast. Just make sure that you listen to Talking Terror and give us a like a horse. Stalkers on Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, Fred family? All right. Always do. doing the cocaine entrance. And I always got to love it. Woo-hoo. I feel like at some point we should have to pipe in some flutes and some saxophone, <laughs> slow jazz music, you know, kind of get us in the mood for later on. When we when we deep dive into the '90s for what they were doing erotically on Skinamax, like wow, <laughs> way back in oh. the, way back in the machine, taxi cab confession. <laughs> yeah, you, no, you mean what? You mean you mean what part of like the 90210 soundtrack they were able to pilfer to to, to litter this this movie <laughs> with all of their music? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with taxi cab confessions, but you got to go real sex. Where you get like the six-year-old people that are all living on a farm fucking each other, and they're like, "Oh, it's oh God, oh, sexy. No. It's like, oh, oh, no. is this what it's gonna be like when I get older? No, <laughs> I don't want this, Ben. 
Yeah. I don't think I I don't think anything will ever 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 blow my mind as much as and I, I could swear it was one of the real sex ones or maybe it wasn't, man. But but I'm almost positive it was. But there was that one episode, man, where there was that woman who was like I don't know sexually attracted to her horse and it was like oh, a yep. thing with like her husband and like all this other stuff yeah. and she's like yeah it just all started about like you know me coming in one day and I noticed that he would get aroused when like I would be near <laughs> yeah. him and it's like lady 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 like come on for real <laughs> Like, for realsies here, okay? You know, like, my, my delicate little fucking, like, 20-year-old brain was like, you're telling me this woman let this fucking thing fuck her, man? Like, what the hell is wrong with people? Oh, yeah, man, Kiki Kelly in the sexy stud. Yeah, I miss my donkey. No, I, I remember that one, too. And then there was another one where it was, like, three really hot, like, middle-aged women decided to get a, a real doll, but it was, like, a guy real doll. And then they just took turns fucking it. I'm like, is this what L.A. is like? Like, is this what California is? Like, people just banging sex dolls, but they're all, like, super hot, and they don't need to because they can get anybody, but they just do this. And then you just talk about how great it is. I mean, they, I mean, they're not great to look at, but, you know, that's just what California is. That's just the way I thought about it when I was younger, watching real sex. <laughs> like, this is just what happens. You know, it's, just, it's hot all the time, and people are just banging. <laughs> the, the other one yeah, I man. always remember is the one where they had like the baby placenta, and like the lady was like oh, frying it up, it. like they were. Yeah, they cooked it. Yeah, in, they oh. cooked it and ate it, man. Oh. She's like, yeah, I'm making like placenta pate. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> what the oh. fuck? <laughs> oh, it, it's fucking. It's it's yeah. No, I remember that one because that just brought back like nightmarish visions to them in that kitchen. They're like, oh, it smells so good in here. I'm like, oh. Bleh. Uh, you know, I don't want. I don't want. I just, I just wanted to watch softcore porn. I just wanted to watch softcore porn, and now you know. And, yeah. and, and this is why. Well, <laughs> yeah, this is why when you guys were watching that, I was watching Red Shoe Di- Diaries. Well, that's fine. I didn't have Red Shoe Diaries. We didn't get that channel, so I had to fucking settle for HBO on, and that was sex. on Showtime, man. Yeah, I didn't get that channel like when I was a kid, so I had to settle for real sex. And I had to watch, like, a 75-year-old man with a big beard who looks like Santa Claus just railing a grandmother that just, oh, no, you should be in the kitchen making cookies, not, not talking about how lustful you are for, for your husband's penis and how it's all tantric and sexual. And no, no, why am I here? Why can't I hit the back button? Like, I just wanted to just crank one out before bed, and now I'm traumatized because now I know that old people still fuck. And that's just not right, man. That's not right, man. Like, you should be retiring at a certain age. Like, oh, God, one of you is going to throw out a hip. One of you is going to have a heart attack. Uh, oh, no, and don't just – well, here's Martha, age 76. I just love it when my lover rubs oil on me. <laughs> oh, my God. They would no. do those ones where they would show, like, uh, I don't know, like I, like, like love. The, the like, nudist uh, colonies. Oh, God, and shit yeah. like that, mm. man. And, yeah. And I remember one which was, like, this – 
disturbing was the one guy, like they were doing some kind of like tantric, like, like chanting or whatever it was. And you were like <laughs> supposed to like just say something to like, I guess just something that helped put your mind at like, you know, like ease or whatever. But this is on real sex. So like they're all naked and shit. And this one dude's going, children, children. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with your old ass, bro? <laughs> No, no, no. It was just there was never any attractive looking people in those communes. It was all just old saggy balls and just horrific looking women. You know, they're just uh, they're in tune with their bodies or they have the the uh, the tantric circles where they just breathe really hard until they come. Like, you know, like, oh, see, we don't even have to touch each other. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm coming and I'm coming and I'm coming. And like, but no, you're not. Are you? Because, no, you're just dressed and you're just kind of. Breathing really hard. Like, no, that's not how sex works. Why am I watching this? God damn it, what's that Showtime? I would just be fucking so happy to have Showtime. Showtime had some decent ones, man, but Skinamax was the way to go, man. Like, uh, some of the stuff, I, don't get me wrong, Showtime had, they had, like, movies sometimes every now and again, like, Eman- like, this, like Emmanuel and shit like that. that they were, did, like, yeah. You know, Softcore yeah. Soft core versions of them, but man, like I remember shit on Cinemax, like 2069, you know, a sex odyssey, oh, where yeah. it was like almost straight up banging, but like just off to the side a little bit. Like you never saw full penetration, you never saw like penis and mouth or anything like that, but you saw enough to where it was like, all right, you know what, this this, this does me good. This is how I ended up fighting Beyond <laughs> the Valley of the Dolls. I figured it was a porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember watching that. There was it was just because like when I got Cinemax when I was younger, like when we had that free trial, I watched the fuck out of it at night because that was like <laughs> like it was like Lolita 2000 where it was like different stories that were set in the future and it's like oh I'm gonna show you future sex. I'm I'm like wow this is so cool. Like they fuck <laughs> in the future. Like you know this is great. Like she's riding the hell out I of the fucking deli I can't wait Everybody's <laughs> having an orgy. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's so. I mean, I but also yeah, found out that movies. I could mean over the road trucker. Lolita, Emmanuel, yeah, Manuel, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it taught you things. Like, I could be an over-the-road trucker, stop at a diner, wink at a waitress, and the next thing you know, I'm knee-deep in puss. Like, it just didn't happen to that. That's just life. <laughs> I was like, honestly, if life was like porn, there would be no fucking war. There would be no fucking hate crimes. Everybody would be too busy coming to fucking care. Like, if, if that was, you could just walk into a store and be like, hi. I'm looking for the aisle where you keep the, you know, the paper towels. Let me show you. Bam, bam, bam. And the fucking dude takes <laughs> off his shirt, and then they get down in the middle of the aisle. It's like, dude, this life rules. Like, I want to live in porn world. Like, everybody's happy. Everybody's drained and exhausted from having sex. They don't care about hating their neighbor. They don't want to rob that bank. They just want to get their dick sucked. Like, you know, it's just that sex world is the best world. <laughs> Isn't that why we robbed the bank, though? We're robbing the bank because we want the money so that we can get our dicks out. <laughs> yeah, but what if you go up to the, the you go up to the tower and you're like, "Hey, this is a robbery," and she's like, "Let me take care of you," and you're like, "Oh, I don't care about the money anymore." Because now I'm coming. <laughs> right? like that, that's how you stop crime. Then you get the sex caps, like, you know, like put your arms up and your dick out. It's like okay. You know, I mean, it's just, the sex world is the best world. I have a dream of a world where we're just having sex all the time. <laughs> it's going to be that way. Um, so, yeah, so that's just 
a little taste of what's going on later on in the show because we're just kind of bantering before the on in yet. Um, so uh, Monkey and I finally got together, and we didn't have sex because we did that the previous week, and we exhausted each other. So we needed a break from that. Stop it, And we decided to watch a pay-per-view together. Hey, listen, you know, I let you be on top last week. You should be thanking me. That was glorious. Anyway, uh, so we watched the Royal Rumble together last Definitely Saturday because the pay-per-view is not one Saturday. I know. He did. He did. He got me a gift certificate to Arby's. $15, baby. Can't wait to get oh. some beef and shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that's, oh, shit. That, that's how you can get that extra tea sauce, baby. Oh, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> I want it on the side. Just like I want to top you and smother you, just like at the Waffle House. Um, so we, uh, we watched Roy Rumble together. It was our first pay-per-view watching it on a Saturday because it's so fucking cool because you could drink and hang out. Um, you know, overall, wasn't the best. Uh, I was kind of disappointed because I thought day one was the much better pay-per-view. But, I mean, overall, it was fun. My boy Johnny Knoxville was only in there for like 60 seconds, I think, on the desk knocked out. So I was kind of sad about that. But otherwise, I mean, how did they do Brock Lesnar, what are you going to do? You know say? what I mean? I- Obviously, I didn't watch it, um, but that was one of the things I was interested in. Is you know, I know they're promoting the, uh, you know, the, the the new Jackass movie, so I figured Knoxville would be yeah, there right. to take some kind of bump. Uh, what, what kind of bump did he take? Oh, he geez. got into the ring, ready to go. Got you know, he punched AJ Styles, Montez Ford knocked him down, did an over the ring top, you know, jump on him with a splash, and then Sami Zayn kicked him out of the ring. So. 60 seconds tops, the guy was in the ring. But he came down wearing a crown and, like, an Andy Kaufman-inspired wrestling outfit, so I was happy with that, you know, to see him just at least for a little while. You know, it was fun. And seeing Shane McMahon show back up and then immediately get fired today was also kind of fun. <laughs> like, oh, what? Well, he's here, but then he's gone. Yeah. Well, well from all the news Shane reports, getting fired? Shane got yeah, fired gone. because from all the news reports, he went up and over the heads of the producers and Vince McMahon yes, himself. Put his own ass into the rumble. Did all kinds of like he changed things that were not supposed what? to be changed. And uh, yeah, yeah, Vinny Mac was not happy. And uh, and yeah, Shane has been uh, let go from the company. Uh, you know whether or not yeah, this will work. Whether it's it's, it's the, the the true thing, who knows? But we will. No, he wasn't even supposed to be there. I think no, this is no, like going to really, really tell the it. company at this point. Yes, Hi, Gene. Welcome. Is this something that's going to? Is this something that is going to pave the way for like a like a Vince versus Shane McMahon for the control of the company? Because like I don't know, maybe Vince wants to retire or something, or maybe just have another stupid, interesting storyline of some sort. Oh no, he wants definitely to sell. a possibility. Yeah, he, and he, has been done before, but I think he wants to sell, man. Yeah. I think he's seeing that the product is fucking lacking. I think he's seeing that the mm-hmm. returns are diminishing, and uh, and he wants to get the hell out while he can. Yeah, but that's what happens when you keep delivering a PG project. I mean, uh, product, and then you have horrible, horrible writing on top of the pay-per-views. It's like because you have your normal writing going on, and you need a fucking roster to sit there and back that writing, but they keep fucking firing everyone. And then each month, the pay-per-view is supposed to be, you know, the little cap, you know, end cap for the storyline that's going on or something like that. And, you know, that's how... That's the thing about the pay-per-views is that's when you always push the material a little bit more, you know, because it's pay-per-view. You're not restricted, you know, to TV restrictions. And it's just, you know, we, we've all talked about it. We all agree. It's like they, they are just stuck in PG world and want to keep there, want to keep it kid-friendly, and 
you, it's like you got to find that balance, man, of, yeah, kid-friendly, but at the same time, you still got to give a good, entertaining show for the adults. Well, I think it's a combination of yeah. kid-friendly. Yeah. But I, oh, sorry, Kate, mm-hmm. just let me throw this out there, and then, I'll, and no, then go you, ahead. Can, yeah. you can Absolutely. definitely interject. Uh, I think it's, yeah. it's not just the kid-friendly thing. I think a lot of this has to do with all of the, the insurance costs and things like that if you're going to be involving people and giving them massive amounts of head trauma and all the bad shit that's occurred because of that. All the Chris Benoit's, all the fucking, you know, these guys that have developed fucking brain cancer and all this other shit that is fucking killing them, you know, year, a couple years to, you know, 20, 30 years years after they, they finally retired from the industry, you know, and shit, some of them have, some of them can't even fucking retire. Some of them still getting into the ring this very day because they've been left with fucking next to nothing anyway, and they got to continue to work because there's nothing else that they can do. Um, so I think all of that shit point. is also why, ring, why this has been changed the way it is, you know. I don't know what AEW what their policy is as far as how they're taking care of their guys. But, uh, you know, over there, I know guys are still taking bad bumps. I know guys are cutting like crazy, you know, for these fucking, these these bloodbath matches that they throw every now and again. You know, are they doing it in an old school style? Yes, yes, they are. But, you know, there are inherent dangers attached to that. And, and, you know, we've seen that Mm -hmm. time and time again. Yeah, very dangerous sports entertainment. Uh, No, I was just going to say, this is how... You know, you could have a possibility of having a great uh, pay-per-view, Royal Rumble, where you have the young talent, you have the new people that you want to have as up-and-comers in the ring, tussling it up. You know, that's when you have one of them, you know, claim the W, you know, just for the upset. But this just shows you that they don't really know what they're doing with the title picture because women's Royal Rumble match, fucking great. It was really fun until, of course, that reputation hits. And who shows up? Ronda fucking Rousey. And nobody was there for it. Nobody really cared. You know, it's just, okay, well, what are you going to do? Let's have Ronda Rousey doing it. I mean, why not have shots you want to, you know, or do a repeat of Bianca Belair if you want to do a repeat of last year. And then have her lose it. No. But, um, but then Men's Royal Rumble, again, it was decent. It wasn't bad. But then who shows up as number 30 but Brock fucking Lesnar. And you know what's going to happen. He's going to clean house, and he's going to once again get the title shot. So it's just not, that's what they're not, giving us, and that's why I think a lot of people are leaving. It's boring. But it was, it was not only that Brock Lesnar won it. Like, you know, you were keeping me updated through the course of the evening as far as, like, how things were going. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just that he won it. It was the fact that he lost his title earlier in the same evening. Yep. Yep. And then they still mm-hmm. were like, hey, we're going to just take fucking big old Brock and we're going to throw him right back into the picture. Except now, now we're going to give him the ability to choose which title he's going to go for. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sure fucking Which they did with you Roman Reigns like two years ago. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, and also like yeah, no, like you that, said, yeah. King. You, I yeah. get that they don't. Maybe yeah, they don't want to push guys. Like you know, I think some of the people they were trying to push were like that fucking uh, whatever his name is, the human ping pong ball or or whatever skinny fucking guy that they want to say can do like ricochet? superhero move. Ricochet. Yes, ricochet. Like yeah. I'm sorry, yep. guy. Sorry, guy. You're like a fucking size of a flea, and you're nowhere near as interesting as Rey Mysterio <laughs> ever was. So, you know what? Why Hell don't you no. just fucking nope. ricochet your ass completely out of the company and go find a fucking place, <laughs> someplace else to go work? But, you know, I'm sure they have guys that, you know, maybe they could be developing and doing some good things with. But whatever I've, whatever I've seen, whatever I've watched, and I'm sure you guys feel it while we watch the pay-per-views, I'm so disappointed with the product every time we're watching it. You guys are the only yeah. I watch. 
Yeah, yeah, well, same here. Nope. Is that you know we're we're doing it as a group. You know, we're hanging out, we're talking shit the entire time, that kind of stuff. But you know, you know, uh, when I'm talking to coworkers and shit, they're like, "Oh yeah, WWE's you know coming to town. You know, you want to go get tickets?" I'm like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> it's like I guess you know, st- stay at home. You know, during the pay per views, talk with you guys. Friday nights, you know, go over to the King's house. We hang out, drink beers, and watch the show. But it's been a long. Long time since I've been like, you know, wow, you know, that was a really good episode, or wow, that was a really, really good fucking solid pay per view, you know, because I think, day one like, was I think, it was, yeah, day one was fucking solid as shit, you know, but how was long has it been? Strongbow involved? Yes, he was. No. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, the sorry tornado. for the rambling, real quick. Dean, well, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. He's here. He's here. So yeah, we we're just gonna hop off the WWE train. I mean, we've we've said our thoughts, and I can go all night about it, obviously. But uh, what I really want to hear about right now is the union, uh, unholy union of the Ghoul and the Dean on the West Coast to see Goose. How was it, boys? Did you have fun? Did you cuddle a little bit? Tell us the bedtime stories. <gasps> so yeah, that, we, we we had a lot of fun. I will say straight from the heart that there was no cuddling involved. Uh, there were some hugs. No. Oh. Uh, you know, I got to, you know, take, take the ghoul around and, uh, show him the, 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 the general sites in, uh, the greater San Francisco Bay area. Uh, some trips, uh, multiple trips over the Golden Gate Bridge, um, a couple of delicious meals and, uh, you know, the goose shows were, were super fun. Uh, and we got to, uh, pay a visit to some, uh, some holy settings, including, uh, the very famous. Uh, iconic San Francisco corner of Hate Street and Ashbury Street, the Hate Ashbury Corner, and just up the road from the corner, 710 uh, Ashbury Street is the house that uh, the members of the Grateful Dead lived in all together when they got their start, and you can go outside the Victorian house, which is still there, and uh, stand on, on, on that hallowed ground, uh, you know, the ghoul and I uh, learned the language of the universe of the Grateful Dead together. Uh, it's something that we discovered at the same time, and, and, and we bought that ticket and took that ride together, um, a ride that still carries on in, in 2022. So, uh, you know, I was, I was very happy to, to be able to, to bring the ghoul to, to that place. Uh, you know, that's where it all so, started. And, you know, Keith and I started our Grateful Dead journey together, so uh, it was pretty sweet. So was that the house you guys were posing in front of in your picture reel? Yes. That's really fucking cool, man. And, like, seriously, it's like you, the, the shit that you two guys saw, man, and, like, Dean, for you to sit there and take the time and show <clears throat> the goal, all of the shit, because it was like he fucking packed your trip full of stop school. It looks like this was fucking nonstop, you know, bam, bam, bam. We're going all over fucking San Francisco. How was it, man? Dude, I got to say, cool. man, and, you know, Dean and, and his, his awesome wife were fucking amazing hosts, okay? They had shit, like, set up, like, hey, we're going here, we're going here. Like, they had shit on total lock. I could not express any, any more the fact that that was, like, such a perfectly encapsulated picture of everything I ever wanted, like, my first trip 
like out there to be like, you know. So so when you add in the, the fact that it was also to go see a concert for music that I love, but then getting all that as an extra bonus, like yeah, uh, ecstatic. Okay, today today unfortunately was like the big the big crash day. Today was like the day where it kind of finally mm. like hit me where I was like, oh fuck, man. Like it was like wow. Like I again, have never seen anything as, as big and as wide and as just expansive as everything that is, is over there, from the, from the, the, the redwood trees in, in, in real woods, you know, to, to the, the expanse of the bay when, you, when you're looking at the Golden Gate Bridge from the battery. Um, just phenomenal, phenomenal. So, again, Dean, you and Nicole, I could not thank you both. So, thank you so much, man. Cheers, brother. Fucking thank you. Cheers, man. Cheers, cheers. And no, there was no yeah, cuddling. Cool. We're not, we're not like you two fools. You know, you guys want to fucking mouth fuck each other. That, that's on you. That's not how me and Dean roll. We watch music jealous. and fucking. I was so fucking jealous, man. When I saw your pics though of the redwoods and shit like that, I was like, oh fucking Ewoks! I was like that motherfucker's hanging out with fucking Ewoks. <laughs> that was I mean, come uh, on, yeah, again, you know. incredible. Uh, just, just the scale and size. Like again, I, I've lived in New Jersey all my, you know, for for the majority of my <laughs> life here, for all my life. You know, New York, New Jersey. Everything here is so condensed. And you know, there's times that we feel like things here are like so big. You know. And they are, don't get me wrong, you walk into New York City and yeah, you know, you got skyscrapers and these gigantic marvels of things that we've built, but everything here is condensed and looks big, but in such a small area. So when you're there hey and every, everything is, is, is built into such a, a, a larger area, it really makes you kind of see how small we really are in the big city scope of things because there are just so much bigger, more beautiful things in this world. And one, one of know. the things one of the things if you're oh. if you're not aware of it, um, that sometimes get forget that gets forgotten about is and as I said, I live about twenty minutes north of San Francisco, depending on traffic of course, but you know, my city by the bay, San Francisco, like it's legitimately a city that's like built into the sides of like hills and, and mountains. Uh, and landscape, yeah. you know, it's not, you know, it's not just like urban sprawl, like a, like a New York City or a Chicago um, or a city like that. So, like, scenic wise, like, you know, it's surrounded on three sides by water um, and right across the bridge from the Marin Headlands, which is some of the most beautiful landscape in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I so, 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 cool. Here, 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 here's the big question, man. Is after experiencing all of that and all that kind of stuff, ha- have you possibly de- started debating your head about whether or not you're going to become a West Coast boy? I mean, listen, I'm always, always debating on getting the fuck out of here, you know, first and foremost, <laughs> you know. So, for me, where, wherever I go, <laughs> cost of living versus how much money I can make and, and actually exist properly. All of that stuff is always a factor. Seeing that over there though. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't get, I understand fully how it is that they came to the decision that they made as quickly, you know, as quickly as it felt like they did. And, and obviously the right one to be made. And, and yeah, I can, I can see why people go there. They fall in love with it and why they stay. Cause I can just as easily do it. That is just fucking cool, man. (laughs) And I don't care what you say, Ghoul. I really don't care. I will always be the monkey's big spoon. I don't care. Proud of it. 
Because who cares? I, I love. It's what it is. I guess, I mean, we, I we are appreciative it. of it. You know, I'm well aware, you know, that he's my brother and he's married as well. I mean, it's not shunned upon. Two guys can cuddle in bed. I mean, he smells like lavender and vanilla. I'm not going to pass that up. Thanks. Yeah, you know, Simon Pegg, Nick really Ross. Nice. <laughs> That's right. They cuddle together and they admit it. In their book, you got red on you, which I did give the monkey. So they're, they're cuddlers. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And you, and you know that they mm-hmm. you know can slay the women, so it's fine. So it's fun. You know, you guys have your thing. We have our thing. That's what makes us unique and special, all under the rainbow of God. Awesome. I, I would tell you I don't judge you, which, I, you know what, honestly, I, I won't judge you guys for it. But it also doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of you about it, so. Oh, hell no. You yeah, can't. That's what we fucking do on this show. <laughs> we bust balls, and we're good at it. So who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you suck, you suck okay. balls. Okay. Cool. I, just, uh, I just need you definitively, and I don't think that the content will ever truly go away from our show, because that's what we do here. Talking about. But uh, please, and I know there was a little bit of message in, in, the, in the message group, but I feel uh, it needs to be stated on the air where our program is recorded for all time and future generations yeah. to find and discover. Uh, please, uh, your thoughts on, uh, your honest thoughts on my coffee process. <laughs> yes, okay, okay. So, so the Dean's tell coffee them, process, you, sure, you want, me, you want me to be honest here? Okay, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be Uh-oh. honest. Okay, so for, for all the jokes and and all all the the fun things that you know we we we've said because you know the dean has a process in which he has beans that are all, you know that he grinds up and, and, well, I, think and picks, I, I think he goes to like <laughs> Columbia he picks them himself. Um, no, you said you're being honest. You know I don't. I showed you the coffee. It came from a company in Chicago. <laughs> yes, it came from a company in Chicago. <laughs> but um, so, so here, here's part of the fun. It took three days for the dean to finally make me a cup of his coffee. It didn't take three days for him to make the coffee. Um, the and that is because itself, we I have really... that coffee shop down the road that makes delicious coffee. Yes. So that is the one thing I will also preface this with. There are phenomenal coffee shops in the California area, or at least around their area, because any place that they took me to get coffee was fucking absolutely magical. Um, the Dean's Coffee, though. Let's get back to that real quick. Uh, <laughs> process, you know, going to, to, to throw his beans in into to this thing, and he's got to boil water and, and all this other stuff. Listen, I know other people that do this process now, and, and I guess it's like a, a popular – Hippie or hipster thing. I'm not. I'm not sure who does it. No, I guess the does it. So do other people. The okay, so it's pour over coffee. Like it was. It was tasty. It was good tasting coffee. For me though, yes. Does it still take too long? Absolutely, man. Like I know you've got that automatic boiler thing that that you throw the water in and it only takes like a minute or so to boil water. But like the entire time that it took, like four or five, five it took five to, to six minutes to make a cup of coffee. Like I can make three cups of coffee in the time of my curing. Now maybe those cups of coffee don't taste as good as your cup wait, of wait, coffee. Wait, wait, slow down. But that's five or six that's minutes still three to cups make, of coffee to make that cauldron of coffee where there was four or five cups in. It wasn't five or six minutes per cup. That is true. That is true. You are right there. So yes, I do apologize. There is a cauldron of is a cauldron. Yeah, is that what it's called? A cauldron? Um, <laughs> well, the little like the the, the, the the fucking jar. That's a cauldron. It, it, it's a bulbous <laughs> pot of coffee. Um, so yeah, I guess you get what three three or four cups out of it. 
Well, I mean, it depends. The ones that I made were probably good for four to five cups. We, we didn't use it all. We ended up spilling some of it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I would have I drank it. I, I love fucking obscene amounts of coffee. I just drink it like fucking there's no tomorrow. But, okay. So, again, officially, <laughs> there is no coffee tomorrow. Is fu- the Dean's coffee tastes great. It's, it's good tasting coffee. It's and you know what? As somebody that typically just uses creamer in their coffee, you know, I don't, I don't put milk or sugar in it. Uh, the Dean's coffee was actually not so bitter that it even needed sweetener. Um, yeah, so maybe I put a little bit of sugar, but that, that was about it, um, which was nice because, again, bitter coffee is just shitty coffee, and nobody wants bitter coffee. <laughs> no, What's your bitter coffee drink? All right. So, so, Dean, there you go. Are you happy? Do you feel validated? I, well, no, it's not a matter of feeling validated. If you would have said, "Hey, like, this is great, uh, this whole process," sucks. but what? you know, it's 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 just coffee. Like that would have been fine too. Like all I want, I don't want validation. I want honesty. Oh, it's it's definitely better than average coffee. That much I'll give you, man. But the taste of the coffee itself is without a doubt better than average coffee. Nice. There you go. Right. You heard it here, folks. Dedicated to the podcast forever. Good coffee. <laughs> it's from Chicago, not Columbia. We weren't mad. So, well, Somehow, I'm not sure this, this episode will be I'm not sure where deleted. the company in Columbia sources their beans from, uh, but the company oh, that okay. sells well, this bag of coffee comes from Chicago. Well, there you go. Chicago, Columbia. Columbia. Yeah, there you go. The Chicago South, Columbian the, gang. <laughs> Southside of Chicago. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to go to a special place and ask for Juan. Get those beans. Yo, is Juan there, man? Yeah, how much you need? I'll take a bag. Here you go. Meet me on the corner. Hey, you know what? You know Juan Valdez, man. I know Juan Valdez. Send <laughs> me real beans, motherfucker. I better be having real yeah, beans in you, there. But do you know Juan Valdez? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, awesome. So great. That's awesome that you had a good time. You got to see the West Coast. You got to have the, the three-day coffee. I mean, good good on you guys for having a great trip and, and everything like that. But as we are uh, talking to we have horror news to get to. So, Dean, what do you got? What are we talking about before the movie tonight? Uh, this is what we're talking about before the movie tonight, King. Uh, so, all right. Uh, coffee. Some, lots of coffee. Some... Lots of, lots of, lots of coffee. Oh. <laughs> well, Monkey, we, we, we did already talk about that. So we're going to move on right. from the coffee talk now. Um, it's going to be okay, Monty. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm just doing rails of cocaine over here. <laughs> okay. Well, As you should. Uh, so anyway, uh, a lot of depths uh, this week that I just want to touch on real quick in our, in our universe. Uh, Paul Kelly yeah. um, mm-hmm. from the original My Bloody Valentine uh, has passed away at the age of 72. Uh, classic uh, sla- slasher from uh, 1981. Uh, yeah, J.P. Lupson, who played Malfater yeah. in uh, Talking Terror interviewee uh, Kevin Tenney, uh, played Malfater uh, in uh, Kevin Tenney's Witchboard, uh, which I've said on the show many times is not the, but one of those early films in my horror viewing days that was instrumental in cementing my feelings about the genre. Um, uh, Kevin Tenney had posted about this on his social media, uh, paying tribute to J.P. Lupin, and I didn't know this story that uh, he had met uh, he had met Kevin uh, he had met J- Kevin Tenney had met J.P. Lupin uh, while he was 
in development with Witchboard and uh, met him around a school campus where J.P. Lupson just introduced himself as a, as a photographer, a photography student. And Kevin Tenney said that upon uh, meeting J.P. Lupson and, and just taking in this man's appearance, uh, he, Kevin Tenney says that he immediately thought, I have found my villain for my film and uh, casted him uh, almost immediately. And uh, what a, what a fantastic cool. presence. What a fantastic presence uh, J.P. Lubson had uh, in that role. So uh, he passed away. And then also, um, not really uh, in our genre, but Howard Hessman uh, of WKRP in Cincinnati, as well as Johnny Favor, a uh, popular uh, late, 80, early, late 80s, early 90s uh, sitcom head of the class, uh, passed yeah, away. But uh, what I remember uh, Howard Hessman uh, from the most is that he played uh, in of the 16th Precinct, uh, Captain Pete Lassard, uh, who was the brother of Commandant Eric Lassard of the Police Academy. Uh, Captain <laughs> Pete Lassard only appearing in Police Academy 2, their first assignment. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, he hadn't carried live rounds in quite some time, uh, but his memory uh, will live on in, in the lures of uh, Police Academy. Uh, so uh, uh, Captain Pete Lassard, proof that not all cops are bad. Uh, so uh, some, some, some deaths in the, in the world of TV and film uh, this past week, so I did want to touch on that. But uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, I always knew Hesman. For me, Howard Hesman was, oh, uh, was head of the class. Like, I watched that uh, head of the class uh, Same here. show on ABC when it, when it aired. Like, I, I was never a WKRP in Cincinnati fan. Uh, I do remember I like him it. in Police Academy, too. But, yeah, again, really, for me, it was, he was the, the main guy and, and head of the class. You know? so, so RIP, dude. RIP for sure. Also the owner of the record company in Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie version. That gave Lori a job so that they could listen to MC5. Yes. Oh, Interesting shit. fun fact about Heston. Yeah. There you go. That, that puts <laughs> him in the horror world. There you go. See? We did it. We got it back. All right. But, so, yeah, you know what? A couple more deaths to add to 2022. Is we're only in February. Uh, so celebrities, look out. Uh, but, all right, Dave, moving on. What do you got? Uh, we are just uh, over a month away from – uh, the uh, the boys uh, diabolical the animated anthology yeah. series uh, that's coming on March fourth. Uh, I have talked about this uh, in my last appearance on this show two weeks ago, uh, but I have since mm-hmm. learned that each episode uh, is only going to be twelve to fourteen minutes, uh, and each nice. one is also going to have its what? own unique animation style. Uh, so quick cool. Hits All right. With this, and uh, they have announced. Uh, some of the performers that will be voicing uh, some of the different characters throughout this anthology. So uh, just to name a few, uh, and they have a nice roster here. We have Don Cheadle, uh, Kieran Culkin, uh, Elizabeth Shue, who is an actress who appeared in uh, in the live-action versions of The Boys, uh, Christian mm-hmm. Slater, Kevin Smith, Simon Pegg, uh, Keenan Thompson, and their those are the notable names amongst the ones that have been announced, and there will be more names uh, to be announced in the near future. Good guess. All right, well, I'm, I'm cool. Fifteen minutes. I'm left. cool. I'm cool with them okay. having fun though, and letting different an- animation studios get in there and you know try different styles and have just fun with the episodes. So here's just hoping, man, that it's you know actually fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll see. Coming out soon. All right. Yeah. 
So what's next? Uh, also, we have talked about how uh, even though they have announced the impending conclusion of the flagship series that uh, The Walking Dead is going to continue mm-hmm. with the, uh, the Carol and Daryl spinoff, uh, the anthology series Tales of the Walking Dead, uh, as well as the, the feature films that are supposed to happen. But uh, the information that I'm just here is a couple of casting notes for the uh, Tales of the Walking Dead anthology series, which while they did not give a release date, they said AMC said that it is due uh, to debut this summer. Uh, so it will be debuting before the end of the flagship series. But uh, this has been ordered uh, direct to series. And, uh, you know, such notable performers uh, as, as Terry Crews, Parker Posey, and Anthony Edwards uh, have signed on to appear in some capacity uh, in Tales of the Walking Dead. Very cool. Okay. Some notable names. Yeah. It's still going to keep going. Yeah. All right. So... About a year ago, uh, well, maybe not a year ago, but several months ago, it was announced that Leonardo DiCaprio uh, was going to be playing, um, excuse me, Jim Jones uh, of the of his cult and Jonestown massacre uh, for an MGM feature, uh, simply titled Jim Jones. But uh, now, in the realm of competing asteroid movies. Uh, there is going to be another uh, Jim Jones film because it's been announced that Joseph right. Gordon-Levitt has signed on to play Jim Jones in a film titled White Knight, which is also about the cult and massacre. So uh, no Ooh. word on which one will make it to the screen first, but competing Jonestown massacre films. Kind of oh, like it. Joy. Kind of see Levitt doing good. You know, I see Levitt doing a better job than DiCaprio, but we'll see. I think they have something more yes. than DiCaprio does. Yeah. Well, uh, my I mean, I just, I, I feel like uh, I can find Joseph Gordon-Levitt more believable in the role because I can disconnect mm-hmm. him easier from a character than I can DiCaprio from a character. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll bring something to it that's needed. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that they're both good. But, uh, yeah, I just think that Levitt might just bring that a little extra where, like you said, Joel, you could just kind of disconnect, you know, and not be like, oh, that's Leonardo DiCaprio just playing Jim Jones. Like, no, you know, Levitt could kind of get into a character and just be that character. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah, he's, he's, good, he's good at blank slate and stuff, you know what I mean? So, so I, I, there's very few things that I've seen him in that I, that I haven't enjoyed. So one of my little guilty pleasures is that 500 Days of Summer movie. Oh, I love that movie. That's just, it's such a true look at like your romance. Like it's like it's almost too on the nose, you know, about relationships and things like that that don't work out, and how one person has a view of it as opposed to the other one. Yeah, I could watch it any day. So, that's a good one. I don't even consider it a guilty pleasure. It's a pleasure movie. Plus, when you when you have the two films going on back to back and stuff like that, then it's going to be you know check it. Interesting to see what their perspectives are going to be on this and how far back are they going to take the story. Yeah, you know, I mean, because White Knight, there's no really details about it other than Levitt playing Jim Jones. So it could just be about that day, you know, when they all off themselves. And Jim Jones could be the full-on biopic, you know, going from little kid in the church to the adult to Guyana. So it's going to be interesting to see what they, they bring in terms of the content. You know, so it'll be fun. 
Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, stay tuned because there's not a lot of Jim Jones movies out there. You know, there's that great yeah, one, Powers and, Booth. Rest in peace, Powers Booth. Yeah, Indiana. Yes, yes. I love that fucking movie. I was going to say, man, if, if, because if you're going to go, you got to go because that movie, and that movie is a, a fucking epic classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it, it's so good. I mean, you know, again, that's a movie that I can watch any time it's on, which is rare. But All right, so moving on from Jim Jones, what else do you got? Uh, so moving on from Jim Jones, uh J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot, uh, is producing a limited series based on the Stephen King novel from last summer, uh, Billy Summers. Uh, they have hmm. Edward Zwick to direct. Uh, they haven't decided yet if it's going, uh, how many episodes, but it's going to be between six and ten episodes. And while they're going ahead and uh, starting production, uh, they have no deals for it, but they are expecting uh, a serious bidding war between uh, the cable networks, and the streamers. Uh, it is uh, mm. relevant to note that other bad robot productions, in, uh, including uh, Lisey's Story, Castle Rock, and 112263, uh, all ended up with Hulu. So perhaps Hulu has the inside scoop. Uh, but coming from J.J. Abrams and Bad Robots, you can look forward to the Billy Summers uh, limited series. All right, so J.J. Abrams can... J.J. <laughs> Abrams can go and f- f- he's already fucked over Star Wars, Star Trek. Now he can fuck over Stephen King shit. Okay, yay! No, he was behind fuck Castle you. Rock, and Castle Rock was pretty fun. Season one and two, what? so his company was behind those, and they were fun. I enjoyed them. So I don't completely uh, say yeah, fuck J.J. Abrams like you do. I watched <laughs> you know, the, the I watched the early episodes of Castle Rock, and then just kind of like. It was one of those where, just like I do with a lot of shows, like I just ended up falling out of it and finding something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do that with a lot of shows, too. But, no, I, I stuck in there for the second season, what was all about the Annie Wilkes from Misery, and Lizzie Kaplan was great mm-hmm. as a character. Tim Robbins showed up for an episode or two. I mean, they, they, they kept my interest long enough to kind of stick with it. So, um, But, yeah, sorry, I, I actually like J.J. Abrams and his Star Trek stuff. So, sorry, Monkey. Yeah, no, I like, I oh. like Abrams' Star Trek movies, too. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, monkey. The one of those uh, that I had seen was I had seen uh, the first, and I know I, I think there was only maybe, uh, I don't know for certain, but maybe uh, eight episodes uh, to it, but I had watched the first few episodes of 11-22-63. Um, I remember being excited for it when it was announced and then it was released to Hulu and at the time I was like oh shit I don't have Hulu um, I don't know if I'm going to get to see it and uh, then one time I was on the plane and one of the options to watch was the episodes of 11-22-63 so I did see a few of the episodes but I unfortunately did not see all of it but I, I kind of wasn't feeling it I really and, and I, I enjoyed the book up until uh, up until like the conclusion like the final act uh, very much wow. and was looking forward to checking it out, but I just kind of wasn't really buying Franco as the main character and just, you know, just didn't think mm-hmm. it was, they did a, that great of a job with it. So, um, so we'll see what happens, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's King for you. Can never nail the ending. Can never land. Dude, Good always, the always act. the last act, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something about that third act where he's like, fuck, I, I don't know. Uh, fucking aliens, man. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Aliens and uh, 
he doesn't want the story to end, uh, and that's that's yeah, the know. problem. You know, in his world, the problem with endings is that you know, in life, there's never a definitive ending. You know, things carry on. True. And, and I think as a writer, yeah. he runs into that as a as, as a problem. Yeah, he just he doesn't know how to to wrap up the story and conclude it. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a problem. But I, I get what you're saying. You know, it's true. When you're a creator and creating these universes, you never kind of want to walk away from it, but you kind of have to. So, you know, it's it's great up until those last couple chapters where he's just like, oh, and then uh, you know, the ghost shows up and says, uh, I was your brother the entire time, and then disappears into the <laughs> cornfield to never be seen again. Oh, or oh, okay. Well, if that's the case, you know, asking you two because you guys are, you know, big Stephen King fans, do you think maybe he ought to, you know, either start writing backwards and actually create a de- definitive ending first, or do you think maybe he ought to sit there and take up the habit of creating cliffhanger endings? Yeah, I mean, me personally, I'm okay with how he does it. I, I, like I said, I don't think he knows how to land an ending, but at the same time, I just enjoy the ride. So uh, it's mm-hmm. forgivable for me that he can't really do the ending. It's fine. Because overall, as long as I had a great experience, uh, like I said, with Under the Dome, which probably has one of the worst endings he's ever written, I still enjoyed that. Oh, the ride such a that. bad ending. Man, uh, uh, terrible I ending. Loved, such a, I loved what a fun Under the fucking Dome story, but so that ending was so bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. So bad. And, uh, cool. correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure, like, I had read it and then was like, dude, uh, you got to check out Under the Dome. And, uh, yeah, because I remember once you got deep into it, I can't remember the name of the character in the book, and I was like, "Who does that one character remind you of?" And you and like without missing a beat, you're like, "Oh, he's just like he's just like Buddy, he's just like Buddy Garrity." Um, yes, yeah, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. So That's anyway, my picture the entire I, time, like right from the start, the too, whole we time. Fucking, but anyway, oh, we're, like, we're balls I'm, deep in fucking Friday Night Lights at the time. Yeah, man, <laughs> totally. So I was totally loving that book and just like was not feeling the ending of it at all and i felt the same thing about eleven twenty two sixty three, and that was this period of time probably i don't know probably 10 years ago maybe uh maybe a little more i don't remember the years but where i had like gone back mm-hmm. to some of the newer king books because i hadn't read king in so long and i was like oh man these books are so great but he's been having trouble with conclusions so there's also yeah, been probably so, yeah. several stephen king books out since i've read a new king book but um maybe i'll have mm-hmm. to revisit yeah there's been a bunch um, but, all right, so moving away from King Country, what else is next? What do you got? <laughs> moving away from King Country into Tromaville, uh, Toxic oh, right. Avenger reboot director uh, Malcolm Blair, uh, which, uh, you know, this movie is in the can, but they have not yet announced uh, the release date. I can tell you that director Malcolm Blair has said that uh, his goal with this movie was to honor uh, the original film. Uh, he said that the, his version of the Toxic Avenger is going to be both uh, a little bit of period piece as well as modern day tale. Uh, he said that he fully understands that uh, he can't, he isn't going to be able to please everyone, uh, that he wanted to definitely preserve some of the Lloyd Kaufman vibe, uh, but he also needed to updated for contemporary audience. He says that, uh, you know, uh, the whole thing uh, can't be winks and nods and rehash, uh, but he hopes that uh, old fans and new fans are able to all find something uh, to enjoy 
about his version of the Toxic Avenger. So uh, hopefully we'll get a release date soon because that's one for sure. Uh, you know that I'll be that I will be looking forward to checking. Out. Uh, yeah, I know I will too. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and I posted that article on the Toxic Avenger Facebook page. If you want to read further into that interview, you can. All right, but uh, Toxie is on the way. All right, but uh, what else do you have, Dean? Uh, I will tell you what else I have, King. All right. Pocus Pocus 2. Uh, another no! Monkey, uh, has been waiting <laughs> patiently for this news. Uh, but Hocus Pocus, 20, uh, Hocus Pocus 2 uh, will be coming out Halloween of 2022 on Disney+. Plus. Uh, director Anne Fletcher uh, has said that filming is complete, and uh, we can look forward to seeing Hocus Pocus 2 on Halloween on Disney+. Plus. Obviously, as we have stated before on the program, uh, Bette Midler, uh, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker are all returning uh, as the Sanderson sisters. Um, so uh, our first episode after Halloween, uh, I'll be very much looking forward to the monkey's synopsis. Yeah, he's going to cover it in October. <laughs> it's going to be his pick. Nope. Nope. Uh, it's not. <laughs> Hey, boys, you're talking about Hocus Pocus, too? It's like, oh, we knew it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had you. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm doing it. Nope. It's fine. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> And what we don't know. Stay tuned. October is on the way. So is that sequel. All right. All right. So what else do you have, Dean? I will tell you what else I have, King. Nice. Uh, so, you know, I did not mention uh, when I was talking about depth how uh, you know, beloved longtime comedian uh, Louis Anderson uh, had passed away last week after a long battle uh, with cancer. Uh, but what I learned, and I hadn't heard this before, was that, uh, and this news comes from Rob Zombie. Uh, Rob Zombie said that Louis Anderson had reached out to him uh, years ago, and the two of them uh, began to develop a biopic based on silent era comedy star uh, Fatty Arbuckle uh, with Louis Anderson uh, intending to star in the role. Uh, Rob Zombie said that they, they started development on the project and he said just the way the business works like many projects uh, it just never came to be. Uh, but interesting uh, pairing to think of Louis Anderson and Rob Zombie working together. Uh, there was no word uh, whether or not Sherry Moon Zombie was going to be playing Fatty Arbuckle's wife in this project. Um, of course, but I would he imagine uh, <laughs> that was probably in. Well, he wasn't married. I can just see. So like, I, I can just. Know. I can just see. I, I'm having like trouble imagining as they made this movie actually happen, and then Louis Arbuckle slash you know Louis Anderson having to sit there and beat around Sherry Moon Zombie all over the screen because that's what he fucking did. Yeah, that's all he did. That's why I said he wasn't married. He just liked to bang whores and beat them. So like, oh, it wouldn't yeah. be good. But it just, you know, yeah, it's all like, of a sudden Betty Arbuckle's white trash, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like because the the dude is like I was like honestly like I I came across the film like 15 years ago for the first time when I I uh, found out that you know Turner Classic Movies was running silent movies in the middle of the night. And I, that's when I first came across. 
you know, Fatty Arbuckle movies and stuff. And I was like, man, this guy's fucking amazing. You know, his comedy is great. You know, the shit that he's able to do physically and stuff like that. And the dude was like, yeah, but he was a total fucking dick and would beat the shit out of his women. Like, he was a total fucking drunken asshole, you know, that was completely yep. out of control, you know, once the cameras weren't rolling. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And, like, did research on this. And, yeah, it's like, you know, while he was great off screen, like, he was just a fucking demon off screen. Yeah. Well, what could have been? The, the Fatty Arbuckle Project with Louis Anderson and Rob Zombie, who, you know, no, we're not going to see it, but it would have been fun. But, all right, anyway, Dean, white, white trash Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, what is next is that uh, we have talked about all of the different voice actors uh, involved with the different movies that are participating in the Evil Dead video game. But finally, mm. uh, for those of you that have been waiting for this one, uh, you can look forward to to purchasing or downloading Evil Dead the game on May 13th, 2022. So finally a release date for Evil Dead the game. Nice. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Holy shit, my sister's birthday. <laughs> oh, there you go. Happy birthday to her. Enjoy playing the Evil Dead video game. <laughs> you know, get online, play it. But, uh, yeah, that's exciting news. Um, you know, these properties that are getting video game adaptations like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So hopefully the Evil Dead game is just as fun. But all right. So what are we moving on to? Uh, I just, uh, when it comes to, to horror-themed video games, I do just want to say uh, in tribute, mm-hmm. and this is, in, this is solely in tribute to the ghouls, uh, that I have downloaded oh. uh, Friday the 13th, the game, uh, but I have yet to play it. No, well, oh, nice. Anything like the ghouls, never going to play it. Start the countdown clock back up. <laughs> so if the if the if the Friday the Thirteenth the game countdown clock is still in existence, uh, it's time to change the batteries or plug it in and, and fire it up. All right, monkey, fire it back up. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth countdown clock starting today because he just made the announcement today that he just got it. So how long is it going to no, be? No, I mean, I've had it for about I've had it for about uh, probably three weeks so far. It didn't. Oh, I didn't have to rush out that fucking man. We're really going to have to Holy go back in time. Holy shit. I don't know if yeah, I can so add three weeks onto a countdown clock. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. We have to go all the way back to three weeks. Back to the past so we can just reset that clock and see how long it takes to play the game. We're going back 2024. Yeah, Friday the 13th. <laughs> well, listen, one like, thing all right, you did mention that, so, that. Yeah. I, I want to get in there on the news, man, Monkey. I don't know if you've watched it, Dean. I don't know if you've watched it, but King, I know you watched it, dude. Who here saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer? Not I, I have not had a chance. To I see almost it. put it on, and only just just because of time. Like I almost put it on earlier today, and then my day went yeah. a different way, so I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it. But I'm I'm gonna go. I'm totally gonna watch it. I'm, I'm just curious to see how terrible. This yeah. Is. Yeah, well, yeah, I watched it a couple times already. Yep, sure did. Oh, a couple. See, I, I, I only needed to see it the one time to know that. A true man, fan. Man. A true yeah. fan. This, 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 I just this, this, this is a something. movie, right? This, this isn't a series, right? <laughs> this is a movie? No, movie. Mm-hmm. That's a straight movie. Okay, yeah, just thank movie. God. That, 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 then that means that there's only one, which I'm good with yep, that. Thank you God. know, first and foremost. Yep, me too. It's a one and done. But this, honestly, is making the 2013 movie or whatever year that fucking Alexandria Daddario movie came out, this is making that think, look fucking genius at this point. It makes right? it look great. Yeah. 
It, dude, yeah, and, they, I, and I was thinking the same thing, yeah. And the kids of the horror groups are all like, oh, it looks so fucking cool. Oh, my God, I can't wait to yeah, see this. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Short Just thing, go if watch you like your Texas Chainsaw <laughs> movies, not looking like Texas Chainsaw movies. You know, I mean, this <laughs> as it's presented in the trailer, it couldn't be any further than what, like, uh, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie should be. Especially when it's considered well, they, to be, yeah. like, the continuation of the original film. That That's really the big thing. If it wasn't for the fact Both that it's a continuation, then, then, then it wouldn't be an issue. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it more <laughs> next week because you guys will get a chance to watch it, Monkey and, and uh, Dean. So we can talk about it a lot next week. But, yeah. Uh, wow. And, just, and not even a spoiler, but just why can't they fucking get the mask right? Like, it's my biggest fucking complaint. Like, the <laughs> fucking original, they had a budget of, like, 50 bucks. And yet they managed to make this fucking great, iconic-looking mask for Leatherface. And all the other movies were like, oh, I don't know. Fucking, we'll just put some shit on his face and it'll look cool. And I think, well, no, they did this can. And you'll see in this one. I mean, keep in mind, Leatherface is now in his 80s. So, yeah. Old man Leatherface. You know, see how you, yeah, well, old, old man Leatherface. Yeah, he, he's in his 80s now. So, and he still could pick oh, up that cool hand Leatherface. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. We'll we'll talk about it more because I have my thoughts on it, and uh, you know. But again, next week, folks, we'll talk about the Texas Chainsaw trailer once the monkey and the dean have a chance to watch it. So, dean, uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get into the movie tonight? Oh, I can I can feel the king's anxiety building as he looks at the clock and wants to. Talk yeah, about I, I'm a clock watcher. You yeah, know that. I I, I will. I, I know. Uh, I think Sp- Spike Lee made a made a movie in your honor called Clock Watchers. But anyway, uh, I do I want to do the right thing. I don't know. That uh, we talked about. Uh, we've been talking uh, here and there so much about the different streaming services, and uh, it it was announced after all of their fourth quarter uh, business work that the Peacock streaming service, and this is this is staggering to me because what can be done to help the world with the sheer volume of money? Uh, the Peacock streaming service announced that while in 2021 uh, they did generate 778 million dollars in revenue. Their total losses for 2021 was $1.7 billion. The Peacock oh, Movie Service lost $1.7 billion <laughs> in 2021 wow. and has announced that even with this, that they are planning to boost spending on Peacock over the next several years to up to $5 billion in original content. And... Uh, the second part of this story, which I just added on to that piece of news because it is related to that, is that uh, for Peacock, uh, they have announced that they have acquired and ordered a straight-to-series order for a TV adaptation of Ryan Parrott's zombie comic Dead Day uh, with mm, yep. Kevin Williamson uh, to be involved with the writing as well as the showrunner. Uh, so... Uh, I don't know what kind of target audience, but I would imagine a in a TV series adaptation based on a zombie comic uh, does not have you know major widespread mass appeal. Uh, that is one of the projects that they're going to put this alleged five billion in. But I was just like, man, I don't even know how to like quantify in my brain what one point seven billion dollars is. But I know that that sounds like a fucking fuck ton of money to have lost to have lost. So um, maybe our whole education have, system is fucked. Who knows? But anyway, 
Uh, I just wanted they have to the touch upon that and then talk about. Yeah, they've got a built-in yep, subscription. Go. They've, they have the contract with WWE. So, like, pay-per-views are no longer done on pay-per-view. They're actually done on Peacock. So everybody yeah. that wants mm-hmm. to watch WWE pay-per-views now, they all have Peacock. So they have a built-in set of audience that, you know what, even just like I was saying earlier, just like King and, and Monkey were saying earlier, even though we don't even like the fucking product, we're still paying into it monthly because we're just fucking, we're just stupid. We're stupid fucking assholes that have been giving money to Vince McMahon and his fucking family for so many fucking years just because of a couple of years in which he put out something quality. But meanwhile, you know, if you really look at the fucking, the, the, the overall arc of the fucking product, he's been giving us shit for a hell of a lot longer than he's been giving us anything good. Sorry. If AEW really wasn't on Wednesday night, I, I, I would totally swear that we should switch to AEW. But unfortunately, AEW was, is on the night that we broadcast. I don't have TNT, so that, I can't even watch it. I see, and like I'm all for that too. I would watch AEW with you, except the WWE Network kind of spoiled me on the whole pay-per-view thing. Like, I don't want to have to pay <laughs> yeah. fucking forty or fifty dollars a fucking pay-per-view again. You know, granted they only mm-hmm. do it like four times a year, but still, it's forty or fifty it fucking dollars four times a year. Yeah, yeah, it adds up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, with that said, Dean, are you finished with our news? Yes, yes, King. I, I, I cede okay. my time to you. Thank you. Well, you're ceding your time to the monkey because this is his pick. So, Mad Monkey, you have the floor. Take over for us. Oh, oh shit, yo, we're doing this. All right. Yes, it was my pick. <laughs> you you yeah, want to know that. because it sucked. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> I'll explain in a bit. <laughs> All right. So, Embrace of the Vampire. This is the story of Charlotte. Charlotte is a prude. She spent her life being raised in Catholic schools and surrounded by nuns with very little access to the outside world or even her own family. That is until now, because now she's a freshman going to college, a college full of sex, drugs, but a severe lack of rock and roll by the soundtrack. But little does she know that a horny, hot-ass vampire that kind of looks like Nicolas Cage when he's hanging out in the bar is seeking eternal life and has a set sight on Charlotte. Before her 18th birthday, he must find a way to consume her soul and make them both eternal. All right. Anyway, yes, I picked this film Hmm. because it's it's February, and I wanted to spice things up on the show. And I don't think we've ever discussed a horror film that was also an intentional erotic film as well. So I was, like, trying to pick this to throw the ghoul for a loop. Because we had never, ever done this before. <laughs> um, and that being said, yeah, just like The King, I rented this a couple of times way back in the day when it first came out. You know, so my ex-wife, ex-wife was like, dude, it's Alyssa Milano, you know, like from Who's the Boss in a horror film. We totally got to fucking watch this. Needless to say, yeah, we were both surprised by this film. I mean, ah, but <laughs> just because... I was not expecting it to be an erotic film when we rented it back in the day. But I also want to apologize about this pick because I remember this film being 
way more bloody than it really is, and sadly way more sexy than it really is, which is probably why when I asked the diva if she wanted to watch this film, she was like, uh, used to own it on VHS, I'm good, enjoy, and then she just laughed and laughed and laughed as she walked out of the room. But, yeah. Uh, did, so the, did, did the viewing of this film, uh, did, it, did it spark an evening of romance between you and the diva? Ooh. No, dude, she walked out. She was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. She was like, nope, I'm good. I used to own it on VHS. I don't need to see it again. Um, But, yeah, I was just trying to find... (laughs) (laughs) But I was just trying to find something that was kind of in that vein of, you know, sexy horror Hmm. stuff, and, you know, that's trying to be intentional erotica just kind of throw the goal for loop because I know we've never covered something like that before. But that's why I picked it. All right. All right. So, fellas. Cool. What would you, you think about Embrace of the Vampire? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, I've certainly never – I've never seen this one before. You know, I, I know you wanted to try to get the erotic thing. like, And, you know, we did try. We did try once before. Um Camilla. That was what I Camilla exactly. That's what I assumed Camilla was going to be like. It unfortunately was <laughs> as fucking tame as, as could be. It was like a rated like a, a Sesame Street version of like a, a, a <laughs> an erotic vampire tale. Um, so yeah, I mean the, you know we we see a lot of uh, a lot of Maselli's, uh, little 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 baby Tony Maselli's in here, and uh, and yeah, everything that you explained in the synopsis, I guess, occurred, um, including the, uh, the 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 vampire that looks like the uh, the spawn of Terry Silver and and Nicolas Cage, like if they had a baby together, <laughs> that that is exa- exactly what he would look like. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And perfect. And, and yeah. So. <laughs> Overall, it was, it was a movie, and there were times that I had a lot of fun watching this movie, and then there were times that I was like, holy shit, this movie is terrible. Um, but my initial reaction to when it was your pick was mostly because, unfortunately, I had reported wrongly to the ghoul girl and had stated that this was the king's pick, and as she was oh. enjoying this movie, she, was, she said to, uh, to tell the king that you know, you had moved up um, and that Dean was now the bottom of the list as far as, oh, you shit. know, movie picks went. <laughs> and so now and Break to the Vampire moved the needle? Wow. Okay. Moved you up. Moved you up. Except, except, How about that? Was, and, I, and, I, and I reminded her that uh, that the Dean is always at the bottom of the list anyway because she hates all of his foreign picks. And uh, really yeah. it didn't change anything. Oh, wow. Yeah, all, all the Japanese not, movies yeah. and all the subtitled shit. And, yeah, all and the, the French movies. Movie. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, don't worry Dean. I'm still at the bottom. All right, so did the, the Google bottom, actually so. watch it? Did, did the Google actually watch it with you? Uh, she watched about three quarters of the film, and then uh, I called her in for that uh, that last uh, that last exchange between uh, between the lead actress and, and Ki Nang, the girl from The Golden Child. Um, yes, you know. So uh, my brother so, Numsi, <laughs> my, my dear cousin Numsi. <laughs> Can I have an eye? Heavy, can you kiss my ass? 
and, and but, uh, again, but yeah, I, no. I wasn't I, I was I wasn't trying to get like give you any spoilers to the movie. I just didn't want you to accidentally be like, you know, hey Sam, it's time to watch the movie. You know, do, do you want to come hang out? And I just want to be like, dude, not that not this week. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That was uh, that that was uh, yeah, yeah. We we figured that out pretty quickly. Thankfully, the kids were not like, yeah. anywhere near or in anywhere in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, listen, it it, it it's a TV movie. Have I seen worse? Yes, of course I have. Mm-hmm. Um, have I seen better? Fuck yeah, I have. Um, I will never <laughs> watch this again, but it doesn't mean that I hate it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, Dean, what do you think about Embrace of the Vampire? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I, look, I've, I've, as far as as far as performances go, uh, going back to uh, when I was a little kid. I've always been a fan of Willis Morata. Um, I, I obviously, from a very young age, loved uh, Commando. Uh, incre- granted, she's not you know, oh, a main yeah. performer in there where you don't see her that much, but it's always been one of my favorites. And I was a viewer of Who's the Boss, of course. Um, but then uh, a lot, Alyssa Milano's career took an interesting turn in this like mid-'90s range where she was dabbling – and not as far as going into, like, the softcore porn world, but she was in a lot of these kind of sexy movies uh, with different uh, content. Uh, point of note, and I could tell you this off the top of my head. I didn't even need to look this up. Uh, she was one of the actresses uh, who portrayed uh, this true-life person in one of three competing movies uh, based on the saga of Amy Fisher and Joey Buttafuoco. Uh, with uh, she playing Amy Fisher in one, uh, Drew Barrymore played Amy Fisher in one of the other ones, and, and an actress named Noelle Parker uh, played Amy Fisher in the third one. Uh, Damn! Some ones that came out on three <laughs> different networks. These were all television movies uh, that were all released around the same time. But Embrace of the Vampire, she was in Poison Ivy 2, and uh, something called Deadly Sins, uh, something called Confessions mm-hmm. of Solarity Girls... Uh, yep. As well as uh, you know, playing like a like a sexy sidekick in Fear uh, with Reese Witherspoon and, and Mark Wahlberg uh, before she Body started count, to transition uh, back to kind of more uh, you know mainstream work. Uh, she was on Melrose Place for a long time. She was in Spin City uh, for a long time. She was on Charmed uh, for a very long time. Uh, yeah, mid '90s era uh, of her with these kind of sexy roles uh, was an interesting time for her career and uh, watching Embrace of the Vampire for our show uh, I'm pretty sure but not certain uh, that I've seen it before and uh, it's just weird for me to watch now at least now uh, and, and maybe then it was like a big turn on but uh, it's, it's, it's weird now for me to watch Alyssa Milano in, in this movie and uh, overall uh, like granted this was uh, and and I, I didn't look, but it was this was this a theatrical film or was this a straight to video kind of deal? Straight, no. straight to video. Theatrical. Straight to, but, yeah, right. straight to video. Oh, yeah. no, okay, no, yeah, straight this to video. Okay, because yeah, straight to video. Was it? Yeah, I thought it was theatrical. I apologize. No, 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 dude, this one's straight to video, man. Mm. And and yeah, and, and, and I'm watching like it. It feels like it. It feels like a cheap movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the violence wasn't violent enough. The sexy wasn't sexy enough. Um, I like to see Alyssa Milano. Um, and yeah, like it like uh, I felt, I felt even if I'm not even a hundred percent sure that I that I've seen this before, I felt like a weird like feeling of nostalgia uh, watching it, even if it's you know not that good of a movie. 
He had an erection from 1996 come back to haunt him. Oh, sorry. King, what did you think of this awesome pick that I made? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, do re- I do remember this being on HBO a lot, like, you know, after dark HBO, you know, playing at like 11, 12 o'clock, you know, so I would sneak up when I was a kid to watch TV. And I remember catching it a lot, and I was like, oh, shit, that's Sam Maselli from Who's the Boss, and she's showing him the long like, This is fucking great. Like, this is just awesome. Like, I'm seeing tits, for, you know, from the girl from Who's the Boss. Um, but it, it's fine. It, it's a passable movie. It, it's, a, it's really funny, especially when you get to the character of Chris, who's, like, toxic as shit, and then the vampire fucking going, oh, but I need you, like, the entire time. That's fucking Martin Kemp from Spandau Ballet. You know, that's the bassist, you know? So I just kept thinking, why is there no Spandau Ballet in the soundtrack? Like, get one song, get fucking true in there, you know, but every fucking movie uses. But anyway, so Marie, you know, our, our fan Marie and the King's Gal, uh, you know, she was like, what's the movie for tonight? And I told her, and My she biggest goes, fan. did you watch the trailer? Andy, holy shit, did you watch the trailer? She goes, it's so wild. There's all these electric guitars and starring Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss in her most revealing role. What do you mean, a, what do you mean electric like, guitars? You know, what? In the trailer, there's electric guitars. In the trailer... For the movie, there's electric <laughs> guitars in it to promote the movie. So anyway, so I was telling her about it, and then I explained to her the ending. And she goes, what? No. She's like, that's it? And I was like, yeah, that's it. She's like, what the fuck? And I was like, I know, I know. I was like, <laughs> she's like, I, didn't wa- I don't have to watch the movie anymore. She's like, thank you, but wow. The vampire really doesn't have any name? I was like, no. Until he turns like into a woman, said. and then that's Marika. And she's like, what the fuck is this oh, movie? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. You know, I was like, you know, so I, I just, I blew Marie's mind just by having her watch the trailer for it. And she was like, it's so 90s. I just, oh, and I was like, yeah, I know. It it, it feels that way when you're watching it, um, you know, especially mm-hmm. with, with Martin Kent playing vampire who doesn't have any name. But you have the whole like, oh, I'm going to be on the cover of a romance novel opening where he's like, oh, me and my lover humping in the woods, just having a great time. <laughs> and then she went away. And then it turned into a Prince video because now I got these three fucking heavy-chested women coming after me with a sex onk, and they just want to bang me, but I'm not sure about it. I'm uncomfortable. You know, oh, shit, they have fangs, and now they're drinking my blood. And then he's in a fetal position crying and, like, showering himself afterwards, and he's like, ah, now I'm just super bummed and lonely. This is crazy. But luckily, I found this college where Alyssa Milano, as we said, Charlotte is, and, oh, man, I have three days, or I am so dead because of this vampire curse. Uh, so I better work quick and fucking get her under the sheet. So, yeah, real quickly, Vampire is fucking really trying to get in there where he's, like, shouting from the rooftops, I just need you! And I'm like, just because you're a fucking vampire doesn't mean you can fucking shout all night. I have to work in the morning, asshole. Like, Jesus, like, she doesn't even know who you are. Like, who are you shouting at? Because she's asleep with her, with her cross on that her fucking toxic trash boyfriend Chris gave her. Dude, he takes a fucking weird turn in this movie where it's like, you guys shouldn't be together. Like, you just, you're fucking hounding her every day. Is it your birthday yet? Are you 18 yet? Is it your birthday yet? Because I want to get in there. It's like, no, dude, it's not. It's a couple days. Yeah, I mean, let's, like, right there, okay. So, so right there, let's, let's just start here. We got Alyssa Milano, <laughs> who, again, you know what? I know most guys kind of have the hots for this chick. 
I never found Alyssa Milano very attractive. Uh, her face just never never did it for me. Um, you know, I watched Who's the Boss, saw Commando, like all that stuff. You know, so 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 I like obviously I knew of her. She was you know like everybody's yeah. crush in, in, in the '80s and whatnot. She just wasn't just wasn't for me though. Wasn't wasn't my type of girl. But the fact that no. at some point in this movie we get told that she is 17 when she is clearly <laughs> in her mid 20s, looking like she's <laughs> going on her fucking early 30s because goddamn that girl must have been partying real fucking hard because she was looking rough around the damn edges, man. Um, yeah, that was fun. And then her wonderful fucking boyfriend, Chris, here, who, yeah, it's just basically a date rapist fucking waiting to happen, man. I mean, yes. this kid was terrible. Oh, hey, I, co- I come to the school because I was worried about you. I find you unconscious on the steps. Do I call 911? Do I get emergency services here shit i didn't even call your fucking parents no i carried you nope. up the stairs put you in bed and laid down and went to sleep next to you sure fucking thing chris and then i hound you the next day because all i want to do is get in your fucking pants now listen i've been that guy i've wanted you know nothing more than to get some of that fucking sweet old trim but man this dude yeah. fucking you know he's out there with this anyway he tries to like make excuses for it too throughout the movie where he's like Oh, gee, I just, I want to make love to you so bad because I love you and everything. But, like, I'm joking about it sometimes, though. Like, you get it, right? You get it. You get that I'm joking? Ha, 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 Like, I don't actually want to have sex with you all the time. Just that I'm so hard all the time, and I don't know what masturbation is yet. They haven't taught me at the college that I go to. Like, you know, so he's just, that, he, oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that, and that's the problem about him. He's supposed to be the good guy in this film. That's the major problem is, you know, this guy who's fucking shadowing her all the fucking time, you know, following her, doubting her, all that kind of stuff. And he's supposed to be the good fucking guy in this. He's Between yeah. the two, he's supposed to be the good decision. You know, this guy that's fucking stalking yeah. you, you know, and is sitting there questioning everything that you fucking do, you know, while at the same time constantly hounding you for sex. Okay, because I think they say, like, they've been dating for like one year and two months or some shit like yep, that. That's all. In this yeah, movie, not, yeah, and it's one like, year. And, and yeah, and then on the flip side, it's like one year, two months, and you haven't gotten fucking shit. All right. On the flip side, dude, go find another chick. All right. Yep. It's like, it's like you're sitting there hitting this guy. You're hitting this Catholic chick, you know, or trying to, and she's not fucking putting it out. <laughs> you're in fucking college. You got a fucking shitty ass Nissan car. Yeah, I tricked it out. Fuck you. Oh, and, I know you did. <laughs> Yeah, but, but at the same time, it's like, dude, just go fucking hit some side shit. Get that fucking shit out of the way. You know, if you want to sit there and have that's the chick you want to fucking marry, but then sit there and have your side chick of that's the shit, chick who you fucking bang. Get it out of your fucking system. All right? Stop fucking riding yeah. her. <laughs> because who's the villain, the vampire or Chris? We don't know. I'm leaning towards Chris. Because, like, the vampire has a purpose. Like, he, he, he wants this woman. He wants to listen to Milano with Charlotte. You know, because he has three days before he ultimately dies and goes to the big sleep. So, you know, he, he has like three days. So he's real quick trying to do it. And it is quick because every fucking three seconds, he's like, oh, baby, you know, put on my sex on and let me kiss you and show you how much I want to rub up on your Milano's. Like, you know, I want to check them out. You know, and meanwhile, poor Charlotte's stuck in the middle, you know, with her real life fucking toxic boyfriend and the fucking vampire that she's kind of hung up on a little bit. You know, and she's like, you know what? I'll have sex. With, like, the right guy. Like, I don't have to be married, but, yeah, Chris, you are not it, so let's play some whimsical music as I walk you to your car, all the flutes and all the violins playing as I walk to the car. Um, Okay, so, 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 in Chris's defense, man, 
I mean, look, don't get me wrong. The kid obviously obviously should have known get about his losses and fucking moved on. But, yep. you know, he did put in Easy. a year and two months. A but year why? and two months like, into this <laughs> fucking relationship, man. That's a long time to no put reason. in and not be getting any sex there, man. So, I mean, if that's what you yes. really want and you want it so damn bad and she's obviously not giving it, like, I get you, you, you fucking thrill of a hunt and all this and that, man, but you know what? you got to mm. learn to cut your losses, move the fuck on, yeah. find somebody that's going to give you what you're looking for. Unless maybe she's like really, really fucking good at head. Maybe she's really fucking no, good at head. No, but, but no. But I, she... I don't think she's Are you playing yet? Are you done yet? game, dude. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> she's not. And even if she was, she's going to like lightly pass it to her lips and she's going to go, are you done? Are you going to come yet? Are you going to come yet? Are you going to come yet? Like, you know, yeah. That's the type of person that she is. She's not the pull, put the full investment in it. You know, she, she might give you like a hand job, but you blow jobs, no way. No way is she going to taste any of that. No, 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 thank you. You know, because she's a good Catholic girl and she's not even 18 yet. Um, but we also meet Nicole, played by Rachel True, who anal. was in The Craft and Half Bake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, appearance. Uh, you know, that, I know. I, that is something that I 100% did not remember uh, while I was trying to search the banks of doing, my memory. Doing to, anal? To remember seeing the film, but I did not recall Rachel <laughs> too when she showed up. Yeah, <laughs> the behind, yeah and so the she behind. shows up, and she's you know, <laughs> kind of like the one character that you want to kind of get behind because she's like the one good character aside from Charlotte, who just you know just wants to be the friend of Charlotte and hang out with her and go to parties and just has no other kind of ulterior motives. You know, she's not a bitch. She's I, actually kind of fun and kind of nice. I you know I think for some reason I got the the feeling. That, like, maybe there were rewrites, maybe, maybe things got changed around a little bit. But I got the feeling that her character was supposed to be banging Chris. I felt like they, that there was supposed nah, to be some point in this movie. Maybe. There was a look that, there was, a look that was given between the two of them when, when they first, like, meet up with each other in the, when, like, we Love first get introduced to her character. Um Maybe there was just something odd um, about the know. exchange, and and it would have made sense thematically. You know what I mean? Ultimately, the girl gets betrayed by her best friend. She gets betrayed by her boyfriend. What better ways to fucking put her in the arms of the vampire? I kind of like the fact that it didn't okay. go that way. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, again, you know, great writer's point, Ghoul. You know, but it's you know because you have that moment where she's in the hallway. You know, just came you know came out of the shower, and she's like, "Hey, Chris, looking good." You know, he just kind of gives her that wink and that nod, you know. But, but that wasn't Chris. Really? That wasn't <laughs> but, Chris. That was a model that Sarah was banging. That was just a model. Like, that wasn't Chris. Chris left. They were talking about how Sarah fucks all her models. So, yeah, that wasn't Chris. So, sorry. No, there's a moment when they were – no, after he, he – the next morning after he wakes up with her and walks her down the hall, she comes out and she says, hey, looking good, Chris. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, must have missed that because I thought you were yeah. talking about the, the, the towel. Because like, he just got out of the but, shower, like he didn't shower. No, I'm talking about the the nice friend who just got out of the shower. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's like just got a yeah, couple of clothes on. But anyway, yeah, you know. So yeah, it's, I think she's just really, really fucking horny in, in college, you know. And she, she just and really, fine. really wants somebody, somebody to get it in. Anybody. That's when you, know, you experiment. Like, I mean, that's when you do things. College. I mean, that's what that college is for. You know, the college experience. Yeah. But, well, I mean, the, we have the vampire just invading her dreams all the time and, and ruining her cross necklace that Chris so lovingly gave her. 
and he just wants her to have that sex song. Like, will you just take it already? You know, stop fucking around. Like, just take my necklace. It's fun. It's cool. You know, he rips yeah. open her top to expose those Milanos, and he's like, I'm going to lick it all up on them. And then she's like, I kind of don't like this. He'll judge. And then he's like, okay, see you later. And now he just leaves, and he's like, oh, by the way, two days left. So I really got to step up my game at some point. You know, yeah, which he yeah, do. It's like, come on, man. Like, read it and Rice book. Learn how to fucking seduce. He doesn't <laughs> like, know how to do anything. Like, he sucks at seduction. Like, he's the worst. He, either he's screaming at her, going, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Or he's like, don't you like my necklace? Don't you like my body? Fuck me, like, you know, fuck they, me. Dude, pick one. Pick one or the other. Pick one or the other, dude. Either, either go the soft route of seduction or go the hard way. You can't go both. You can't just yeah. do both. Like, you have to pick one. You know, because you don't know what to do. But uh, we also meet uh, Eliza, played by a young Jordan Ladd, who you might remember from Cabin Fever, the 2002 Roth movie. Uh, she's the bitch <laughs> in the movie. He likes to sleep around, kind of being the whore and loving it, as much as Sarah, the photographer, who we just talked about earlier, uh, with her models. Um, and Charlotte is just frustrated that she can't find this cross. And, you know, where, where is it? Maybe somebody stole it. No, nobody stole it. Uh, but Nicole does Jordan find the sex bag, and she's like, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Almost yep. unrecognizable. Um, in, oh, she's so young. Look. She's so play, young in this movie. Playing, yeah. playing very much a, a a role that I could easily see Drew Barrymore fitting into. Um, yep. Especially with the, well, uh, the tone that like she's it. using. Mm-hmm. But I have a yeah. feeling, like just judging from her look in this, and I know she's obviously younger, but I also feel like she had some plastic surgery done. Like to to kind of to fix certain things with her face because like, her her nose definitely changes between now and cabin fever as does her chin. Mm, yeah, it's, she she work over the years, but uh, in this movie she's very young. But I, I enjoy the fact that she's playing a bitch so well, you know, kind of having fun with it. You know, obviously she's at odds with Charlotte because Charlotte's such a goody two shoes. So when Nicole invites her to the party later that night, she Charlotte only has a soda. Uh, carbonation, very nice, according to Milo, which I agree, carbonation is always fun. Uh, but she's wearing the sex honk during this time, and she's told by Milo that this reveals sexual power, and it gives the person wearing it sexual powers, and, oh, okay, well, maybe uh, we'll see something fun oh, coming from her. Oh, yeah. Um, Fucking so, Milo. Where was Otis? Yeah, and again, right? it's so Just 90s. Uh, and again, you know this is 90s because what's the story she's fucking drinking? A New York seltzer. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I know. You know, and, and she goes to the rooftop as the party kind of clears out, and who else is there but the vampire? And he's like, hey, stop. See, you're wearing my necklace. Very cool. And he's like, but you got to be careful with it because it's sharp. And, of course, she cuts herself. And then they both take turns licking her finger, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. I don't need this. This isn't very erotic. This is kind of gross. You know, and then he's like, well, let's go in for the kiss uh, and reveal the true power. But Nicole's like, what's up, girl? Why are you dancing by yourself up here? What are you, fucking Billy Idol? No. No, I, just, I didn't see any vampire. Exactly. And it's fine because we have Nicole who's like, dude, I found these two hot dudes. Let's go fucking party with them. And she's like, I don't really know, but it's fine. Nicole's date's cool. He's making out with her, having a great time. But Jonathan just goes to right town real quick where he's like, not even, he's like, hey, by the way, I'm Jonathan. Fucking rapist. Turns into a rapist. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah, like, damn. Yeah, just not even, yeah. Yeah, and, so and her friend's it's like, you're, okay. you're totally, you're totally gonna be safe. You know, everything's fine. You know, it's all, it's all good. And then he immediately goes in fucking college rape mode, and it's like, what the fuck? You know, he's like, oh, you're gonna lick what yeah. I give you, and he's like, oh, geez, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, hi, I'm Jonathan. I'll be your richest tonight. How are you? Like, so here's my dick. And, like, you know, it's like, no, no, no. Like, what? But luckily the vampire swoops in, and he's like, I'm going to take care of him real fast, snap his neck. But then he has to go after Nicole's date, and also Nicole, because he needs to keep Charlotte pure. You're not going to get her hymen broken tonight. All right? I need her pure. I only have a, two days to go. Like, you know. All right. You didn't miss this kill. But, all right. So we get a little bit of blood with those kills. But, again, like the monkey said, not a bloodbath. Just a little bit, just to show yeah. you that uh, he's a vampire and he likes to suck blood. Dude, we get one yeah, of the most awkward, like, style deaths, too, that I've ever seen with yeah, Rachel with True's death in the netting, yes. with the netting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess yeah. he's trying to do some kind of, like, hey, this is a spider web or some shit. Like, I know it was, like, netting, but, like, I think they were trying to go for, like, some Kiss of the Spider themes or some shit. But, man, did that look just fucking awkward as fuck. Like, this guy did no not know shit. how to bite people's necks. Yeah. Any time, nope. too, like any bite that he was given, it just always looked weird. But yeah. that was like all that throughout the movie. That was all like any time vampires had to deliver bites. You know, even the orgy scene at the very, very beginning. It's like they just didn't know how to fucking deliver a fucking vampire bite. It's like they they just fucked up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you know, <laughs> fucking read up. You know, watch some fucking vampire movies. It's like they're. It's like. We're making a vampire movie, but we're going to completely disregard anything, and you know that's been done before, and just be yep. like just by any, anywhere, no nowhere near yeah, any the, major organs yeah. or anything like that, and yep. we're going to just swap blood all over the shit. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just it's like the the vampire thing took a back seat because there's a bigger story here. Like you know, it's just like that's the way the writers thought. I don't know. It was '95, you know, so they don't know what they're doing. They just want to make a movie with Osamana showing off her tits. I'm always, I'm here for it. Don't get me wrong. It was great when she took her top off. I was like, yay, like, you know, there it is. You know, I like this. But no, uh, we have more of a plot to go through. So Chris has a dream in which he's walking through the woods, and he sees Charlotte banging the vampire, and he's like, oh, shit, she's probably whoring around on me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the bar and study and order a coffee because that's where you go to study and relax, and if you've had a weird dream, to the bar to, oh, to order coffee absolutely. and study. In the middle of the so, night. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the night. With nobody there, but the vampire's there at the bar, and he's like, hey, what's up? Uh, you're kind of good looking. He's like, dude, I'm not gay. No homo. And he's like, all right, calm down, Chris, calm down. Nobody's questioning your masculinity or, you know, your, you know, what you like. And he's like, oh, yeah, hey, anyway, you probably get, like, a beautiful girlfriend or whatever, right? But do you trust her, dude? Like, do you even know where she is right now? Because it's kind of hard to love when there's a lot of doubt. Am I right? Am I right, Chris? <laughs> Your, your girlfriend's probably out there sucking dick right now, and you're here at a bar ordering coffee and studying. I'm like, I got to go. I have to leave. And he's like, aha, planting the seeds of doubt. But the entire time he's hanging out in the bar, you know, his hair is done different and shit like that. And I was, like, getting these major, I was getting these, like, you know, major, major Nicolas Cage of Valley Girl vibes. You know, while he's there doing his whole shit in the bar, I was like, oh, dude, you're totally, totally channeling Nicolas Cage Valley Girl right now. <laughs> oh, he was trying so hard, and it was so weird because, like, he did, yeah, the hair was definitely different. It reminded me of, of uh, when Garth Brooks went, like, goth back in the 90s, or was that the early 2000s, when he became, like, Chris Gaines and released that album where he had the fucking oh, weird yeah. black hair. Oh, man, everything was going goth. Oh, yeah, I am, you know, it was, I it am was, Chris It Gaines. was the 90s. <laughs> um, so we yeah, that was really, truly, yeah. Uh, as, yeah. as one who is, of course, I mean, I, I'm not going to say of course, cause, because none of you would know this, maybe the ghoul, as one who has never 
up in a Garth Brooks program. That truly was like, that was not an attempt to like recreate himself. That truly was just like an artistic project. Uh, and when mm-hmm. you are the biggest star in the world in your genre and have made a gajillion dollars, you can take a risk like that. But that was nothing more mm-hmm. than just like an artistic ende- endeavor. It wasn't yeah. like a true, uh, you know, push to really right. reinvent itself. No, and then, yeah, and but then the, the yeah, but on the flip side is like you know, you know, it, it, it's like you know, uh, Jericho saying, "No, no, no, uh, I'm not in this. I'm not Jericho in this band. I'm, I'm somebody else." And it's like, "Yeah, sure." Okay. And I just want to say, like, good call on that. I didn't even know anybody ever actually remembered that as something that truly happened. It did. Yeah, it was. It was a big part oh, yeah. of the '90s. Yeah, I remember it happened. came um, up so... recently too. Something <laughs> and we came let up it recently happen. with that. <laughs> we did. I don't know if it was talk that they want him to, like, do another album as that, or oh, he God, was no. thinking of bringing it up, or maybe it's like a 20-year anniversary or some shit. I don't know. But I remember hearing something recently about it, and it was the first time I had ever heard it. Like, I had no fucking idea, dude. I always thought Garth Brooks was just fucking, I, 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 I don't know, shitty country music that I don't listen to. <laughs> um. It is. So anyway, like I said, we we uh, we got the one day mark. Vampires got one day left, and then we meet Sarah once again, who's a photographer that likes to bang all her models. And she's like, "Hey, why don't you just kind of shoot on over to my studio and we'll shoot some pictures?" And Charles's like, uh, "Yeah, okay, I have time for that." And then we have the montage of her taking pictures. She's like, "Yeah, you know, it'd be great if you just opened your top and showed me your your boobs." And she's like, "Okay, cool. You know, what do you think of these?" And she's like, "I like no. them." But now I want to molest you a little bit and kiss up on you and touch your hand. And she's like, all right, you know what? I'm kind of into this, but nah, no, I'm good. Yeah. See you later. Show me the pictures later. Man, everybody wants to fuck her. Like, even Sarah's like, let me get a piece of that. Like, you know, they, all right, so it's fine. Um, Chris tries but that to set was up a one date of those things, yeah. though, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not, hold on. Yeah. Uh, is it like... We have the moments in this movie where she's making out with guys, okay? And we have the moment where she's making out with girls. Yeah. And the yeah. moments when she's making out with guys, it's like she's always, like, giving these squishy faces. She's giving these faces of uncomfortableness, all right? But then when we have these moments where she's making out with girls, camera-wise, it's like she seems more comfortable doing the female-on-female scene. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, it was just I to add mind. more sexiness in the movie. I didn't mind it either. I was, I, was, <laughs> no. I wanted it to go further. No, <laughs> but of course it didn't. Here's the thing: this movie was this movie was directed by a woman, correct? Yep, yes, it was. Yes. Okay, so chances are that's why the female on female scenes are so much better than the male on female scenes. You know, like this this is the case because in all in this in this entire film. Every interaction between girl and girl is much better than anything to do with any of the guys. Every guy in this film, vampire included, is absolutely fucking toxic. There is no guy with any redeeming quality in this movie, Oh, ultimately. You know, everybody is either a fucking an accessory to fucking date rape or a fucking date rape. It's one or the other. Yeah, well, that's I because agree. there was two female writers on this and one guy. So I can imagine that the two female writers are, like, writing all these erotic sex scenes, and the guy's like, yeah, but dude's got a dick, and he's got balls, so let's make them all fucking terrible. And they're like, okay, that's good. That's good. We, we will think about it, and we might put it in later, but thanks for the contribution. Yeah, I'm just saying, dude. Woo. Like, no, it, it's fine. It's cool. 
why don't you just go back to your corner and, and watch your hardcore porn? Yeah, I, I think I will. <laughs> and I might have some suggestions later. So, but anyway, uh, Chris tries to set up a date with her, and it's like, oh, it's going to be like a happy birthday thing. It's going to be fun. She's like, I have to study, Chris. Don't you understand how important <laughs> my studies are? She's like, whoa, whoa. Okay, cool. Um, if this is about me wanting to fuck you, it, it's like, it's not, though, because I'm kidding. <laughs> yep, fun time, Chris. Fun time, Chris, here. Look <laughs> <laughs> <Just joke> around. <laughs> you know? She's like, Dude, whatever. Yeah, I'm totally joking. What if I favorite lines in this fucking movie too, man. <laughs> you're obviously not studying because your grades would be better. You know, you might as well be like <laughs> saying like, you're obviously not studying because you're just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she gets a D on her paper and Erica's like, hey, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> you're stupid. You got a D on your paper. And I saw you living Sarah's studio living nothing but fingerprints. It's like, oh shit. Like, you know, Oh, oh damn. But then she tries to go to class and tries to study and figure herself out. But the vampire shows up and he's like, I need you. Please. I just need you to fucking come with me. I don't want to go to sleep. Please. Would Chris die for you? No, he sucks. He's probably going out with some girl right now. You need to go with me for sure. And she's like, get out of here. Get out of here, man. And then, of course, everybody's looking at her like she's nuts. because There's nobody there. Stop it. Stop talking to me. Like, you know, and she has to run out of the class, you know, and, and go looking for Nicole because she wants to talk to her, but she doesn't know that she's dead. And then Sarah appears apologizing for the studio, and she's like, cool. I can't wait to see the pictures, though, even though we almost had sex. <laughs> like, you know, it's fine, you know, but because we have to get to the Charlotte dream of softcore sex with Chris and Sarah in a fashionable headscarf, and then the vampire oh, is coming up between those legs. Oh, there we go. pile driving. <laughs> you know, just going to town, and these two there, and it's like, oh, man. And then you get cut out with a bright light, and then Chris comes around, and he's like, hey, hey, what's going on? Where's that cross I gave you? And she's like, oh, I don't what know. I put it away. Oh, no, Yo, wait. Actually, totally I lost the, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you totally skipped past the orgy scene? You just, like, skipped this a super yet. fast past the... <laughs> oh, didn't okay. happen yet. I yeah, you were no, we're not at that part yet. Oh, no, that okay. was just the threesome. That was the threesome leading up to the orgy, which happens later when she gets X. So we'll get there. Oh, okay. we, we, we are on our way. We are on our way to the party. We, we are on our way to get there. But no, she she says the first that she put the uh, the cross down, and then she's like, "No, wait, actually, I lost it." And he's like, "Oh, you're lying to me now, man? Really? You're lying to me? What else are you lying to me about? You giving it up around town? Oh, that? dude, you fucking whore, <laughs> you whore!" And she's like, "Hey, get out of here, Mister!" And he's like, "Whatever, whatever." Uh, I'm going to go to the bar. And it's so great when Chris gets to the bar because he's like, oh, man, you know, I'm just so upset. And I think I might just have to call Charlotte right now. And his friend, the voice of fucking reason, is like, dude, give it a rest. Like, it's been five minutes. Can we just hang out and you not bother her for a little while? Maybe you need some time away from her. Thank you, guy that looks like Chris Cornell Soundgarden in the 90s. You're right. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, honestly, it's like, dude, let let it fucking lie. (laughs) When we first saw him, he was, like, sitting there, and all we saw was, like, the back of his head, and he had, like, curly-ish hair. I was like, oh, look, there's Kenny fucking G. (laughs) (laughs) Another good one. Another good call. Um, So while he's contemplating putting some quarters on a phone and calling up Charlotte, that's when Jennifer Tilly shows up as Marika. And she's like, hey, you want to see my tits? 
And he's like, hell yeah, I want to see them rocking tits. Come with me, little boy. Like, you know, what's yeah, on the balcony? Let's see what some fuck time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Just God. Yeah. Yeah, I you don't know, care. I don't care. Side, yeah. yeah. Jennifer Tilly shows up in the fucking bar. Everything else is forgotten. I don't, I don't care what any of you motherfuckers say. It's like, yep, whatever you say, we are going wherever you want to fucking go. <laughs> We're going to do whatever you want to fucking yep. do. <laughs> You Even today, Jennifer Tilly, still would go. Yes. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's got that little, that little tiny voice of hers. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I would be fine. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but at this point, Charlotte is not embracing the vampire, but she is embracing her sexuality because she goes to the party uh, where Erica is, and she's in this really nice red dress and got the lipstick, and her hair's all done up, you know, and she meets Milo once again, and this time, I want some wine. Erica runs over. No problem. No problem. Here. Here's that wine. Oh, oh, don't mind the pills are in the bottom of it. It's fine. But she doesn't even have time to because she chugs the shit out of that wine. That first glass, <laughs> down, next. Shit, all right. She's down the clown. All right. You know, this is going to be great. But while under X, this is where the monkey was talking about, we get a full-on fucking orgy where everybody's fucking. It's just everybody is just dry humping the shit out of each other, biting each other, the vampire's dancing around, and he's doing his weird fucking vampire bite thing that we were talking about where he's just yeah. them all over people's bodies. He doesn't know where to bite. <laughs> he's biting everything. But also, this is supposed to be like, you know, this fucking, you know, axe-fueled, you know, trip that she's on and all that kind of shit. And it's like the most fucking, you know, unfortunately, it's the most fucking PG scene in the entire fucking film here is, you know, everyone <laughs> running around, you know, everyone's wearing brawls, you know, you know, ladies are gr- grinding up on guys and all that stuff on top of their fucking abs and all that kind of shit. And it's like, you know, I'm just like, oh, my God. You know, throw the scene out the fucking window. Uh, but, no, I was talking about the other orgy scene, though, between Chris and our girl and our other girl oh, and then the vampire. The threesome. Yeah. Yeah, the threesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the it foursome. was okay, but it was over really quick. It, it happened too quick. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was over too quick. You know, because you have him coming up between her legs, and then all of a sudden he's just fucking railroading her, and then it's like, oh, no, we're done. Like, come on, extend that a little bit. You know, let's see what else is going on. But no, we don't see that because they have to cut away with a blinding fucking Every time when this fucking vampire, it's a blinding fucking light. Like always, every time, it's, just, it's always that bright white light to show that they have to go to the next scene. Because Charlotte goes back to the dorm while Marika is out in the balcony seducing Chris, you know, trying to, to get him to kiss her titty with the, the tattoo on it. So if you're smart, you'll remember that in his black leather vest uh, pose that the vampire has a dagger tattoo on his peck as well. So it's, she's like, it hurt a little bit. Do you want to make it feel better? And he's like, I fucking, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. the vampire sirens that bit him at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and, and Chris is into it at first, but then all of a sudden he's like, nah, I don't, I don't really want to. And then all of a sudden it's a real that the vampire was Marika the entire time. He's like, no, oh, I can't. Got you. He, you do like dudes. Ha, ha, ha. I was Marika. You were about to fuck a dude. Oh, man. It would have been great if, like, mid-pump, he revealed himself to be the dude. And it's like, oh, I, I was inside you? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no homo. No homo. I didn't mean <laughs> You were a hot chick a minute ago. Like, you know, and even, like, when I explained that scene to Marie, she was like, what the fuck? So they're making out, and all of a sudden the vampire turns into a guy, and he's like, ha-ha. Like, I was like, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. He just he, he showed his fangs, and he's laughing at him a little bit, and he runs away. 
because he has to go yeah. see Charlotte because he just needs actual normal sex between a man and a woman, <laughs> even though it's not her 18th oh, birthday. Oh, yet. my God. Oh, shit. Okay, so I went to Army, and I went. I was in basic training, and <laughs> it was nothing but dudes, um, and we were there for eight weeks, and we had to do something. Uh, I'm not yep. gay or nothing, but I'm, I might have railed a guy once or twice or five times. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, you know, but back on campus – uh, we have Charlotte meeting up once again with, with Sarah, and they start to make out once again. And this, this was the hotter scene for me because you get to see both their tongues. Oh, God. Really getting in, and I fucking this make out session. This fucking phenomenal. This oh, is the scene so that I good. called the ghoul girl back in for. She had left, and I was like, this scene started, and I was like, you know what? Like, I could see where it was going. I'm like, I'm going to fucking get her ass back in here for this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was it so did not much hotter than that first one. No, it didn't. You I kind of wanted to see it go a little further until uh, Charlotte oh, bites uh, Sarah on the lip. It was still great. It was phenomenal. But unfortunately, Charlotte bites uh, Sarah on the lip, and Sarah doesn't know what to do with this information, so she just bails. Like, instead of being like, oh, okay, all right, this is what you're into, let me give you a little bite. No, instead she's like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, you're fucking weird. Yeah, it's all about the, fi- it's all about the finger bang, but she can't take a little bite. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. all the freaky shit that she's done, all the pictures that she took and all the kind of shit, you know, you know, with the, the, the models that she's had and all that kind of stuff. And she, she gets a little bite, and she fucking freaks out. It's like, oh, uh, look at your walls. You've got way freakier shit on these fucking yeah. walls than, than taking the little bite. So, yeah, but after that, it's Milo's turn, and he's like, Hey, and she's like, oh, let me guess. You're here to check up on me, too? And he's like, well, yeah. I was kind of concerned about it. She's like, why don't you whip out that dick and show me what to do? And he's like, well, okay. You just, just give me a second. This is great. But, of course, Eric, you know, she's like, no, you're not. You're not doing it. You know, put it back in your pants, dude. Because, uh, you know, Charlotte's just a bitch. She's like, you know what? You're the bitch. And they just have a thing where Charlotte goes back into her room. The vampire shows sure up the bitch, and kills bitch. Erica. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And he smashes Erica's head on the door and then does this really fucking awkward scene of him licking the blood off the door and Charlotte being like, hmm, I approve of this. I actually kind of like this. Thank you. You know what? You got rid of my bully and you're licking her blood. This is kind of nice. Like, this is what I wanted yeah. the entire time. Now you could have me. Sure, why not? Because yeah, you killed yeah, my bully. Again, this movie, though, it's like anytime something's supposed to be erotic, it's like they don't know to use the fucking tip of your tongue. You don't sit there and lick it like it's a fucking postage stamp. <laughs> where you use all the fucking no. tongue and you're just like, ah, ah. It's like tip. You mm-hmm. use the fucking tip. You have muscles in the tip of your fucking tongue which make certain things really, really fucking sexy for certain, certain people. You know, but apparently, yeah. you know, these women have never had that done to them. Except because for, they were just for like, what it's explained yeah. to us via the monkey, that it is so not sexy anymore. <laughs> yeah. hey, I've got no complaints. I'm fine in that department. Um, but so we this end up <clears throat> this conclusion happens in the clock tower. Charlotte is going to the clock tower with a vampire. Chris is the going to the clock tower with a vampire. Doc Brown shows up trying to send Marty back to 1985 for some reason. In the same clock tower, is like, oh, that's a vampire. Buddy. We can't mess with him. He's on a siege to get this girl to fuck him. Let her go, Marty. <laughs> Doc, this is so heavy. We should stop him. No, we can't get involved, Marty. Because if we get involved, <laughs> the mom and dad will have sex. Of things. <laughs> yeah. If you try to stop that vampire, Marty, your mom and dad won't have sex and you won't be born. We gotta go. Oh, okay, Doc. Wow. <laughs> so, 
Chris confronts the vampire. Vampire is very weak at this point because obviously it's the last day before the big sleep. And the vampire knocks him out with an electric sound effect. And he's just out for the count. Dude! As Midnight approaches. Out of fucking nowhere, we have a fucking, you know, Star Wars Emperor lightning effects out of nowhere. You know, (laughs) not done anywhere else in the entire movie, but apparently he's got some shit in his bag. And it's bad Star Wars lightning effects. That he can only go so, one time. <laughs> it's so great. I put my notes like, what was that? That little squeak fart of a sound. And he's out. And he's just laying there unconscious as the vampire finally is like, all right, you know what? This is it. Like, I'm dying. Like, this has to be the moment where, you, where we fall in love with each other and you can be mine forever. You know, fuck that, Chris. He's toxic for you anyway. And then she wakes up and she goes, Chris? Chris? And he's like, well, you know what? This is fucked up, but I got to tell you, uh, I'm going to die because you want Chris. So I guess I'm out of here, folks. Uh, you both have a great evening. I'm sorry for all this stuff. Listen, you have great tits. Not going to lie, but I have to go die now. He didn't put up a fight or anything like that. He's like, nah, man, I'm out here. Checking biggest, out. Then, biggest <laughs> fucking limptic of a fucking sadistic vampire fucking ever. Holy fucking shit. Oh, my it, God. I, I guess I got to let you go. amazed. I was so fucking amazed when he's just like, oh, well, I guess uh, you're his, so see ya, bye. I'm like, that, that's it? That's it? And when I told Marie that, she was fucking mind-blown. I was like, I know, that's fucking how it ends. The vampire just crawls away to his fucking diary fucking lair as Chris wakes up, and he's like, oh, hey. Hey, what's going on? Like, are we okay? And she's like, oh, baby, we're okay, because guess what? He's like, what, babe? I'm 18 today. He's like, cha-ching. Time to catch in the V card as they make out and, you know, go off screen to presumably have sex. And then we see the vampire, like I said, crawling back to his underground lair, clutching a book, and then slowly succumbing to the curse, which makes him sleep forever as Spandau Ballet's true place. Uh, 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 uh. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't, but it would have been fucking epic because it would have been like, dude, that's the fucking guy for Spandau Ballet, and they're playing his song. You know, but no, no. Uh, so, that, yeah. It just fucking ends. That's it. Like, there's no, like, waking up the next day where they're awkwardly looking at each other naked and smoking cigarettes going, was it good for you? Nope. Uh, no. <laughs> That's the way it should have ended. Oh, man, Dave. <laughs> that was the best sex of my life. Oh, man, I was so good. What would you think? Well, yeah. The okay. Okay. I'm going to go call my girl across the hall. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go see if Sarah across the hall wants to play tummy sticks. Are you okay here while I go? <laughs> yeah, sure. But what is that? Uh, you don't need to know. I just, I, I will be back. Give me like a good hour, hour and a half. Yeah. You know, just you know, watch some TV. I'll be back. Okay, <laughs> babe. You can be running around too? Yes. So yes. I, 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 I cannot wait to, to, to. Feel that penis inside me again. All right, babe. Yeah, they don't call it Thor for nothing. Yes. Yes. You do call it Thor. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, mm. have fun. I'll see you in about an hour. <laughs> oh, man, I'm totally good at six. Greatest ten seconds ever. <laughs> ten seconds? You could have him credit. No, he's, he's like the guy from a scary movie where, like, as soon as he just touches his dick, he comes until he's nothing but a fucking husk of a man. Because he's been holding in his balls for a year and a half. So you know when he comes, he's fucking, he's sawing her in half. It's going to be like Terrifier when he fucking comes. Like she's just splitting in half. Never saw it coming. 
you know, literally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that that was the, the very erotic, the very weird, the very, like, I, I was fine with it. I kind of had fun with it just from a comedy standpoint, like writing jokes for the episodes that night. I had fun with it in that regard. But uh, So that was the monkey's pick. Next week, Ghoul, it is your turn to pick. What are we watching next week? What are you talking about? Well, again, you know, lines, the, know, the monkey – the monkey jumped the gun with the whole uh, the whole Valentine's thing. I was doing the same thing. Sorry, so, uh, I'm literally right. No, it's all good. I'm right before. Well, keep, keep, keep it going, good. man. Keep it we're going to make it Valentine's sexy. month. Exactly, exactly. This is where we're going. I don't know about sexy. Okay, I don't know about sexy at all. But I know we're going with uh, with with love in the uh, with love in the theme. We're going to watch uh, last Ooh. year's movie called Love and Monsters. Oh, that's from 2020, I think. Love and Monsters. Oh, 2020. My bad. I, I, 2020, 2021, you know me. I'm fucking stupid with shit like that. Listen, it's better than Twilight. No, that's the one with... Oh, okay. Yeah, I just hooked it up. That's the one with fucking Rooker. All right. Yeah, I'm into this. Okay. Yeah, let's do Love and Monsters, uh, which is a Michael Love. Matthews movie. <clears throat> but yeah, Michael Rooker uh, shows up in the Monsters. Anytime Michael Love Rooker shows up, I'm monsters. down the clown, so... <clears throat> very excited for that one. So stay tuned for that one next week. Uh, as for this week, uh, Dean, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we'll see you back here next week. Oh, my, 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 my esteemed pleasure. Uh, Ghoul, do you know offhand with your pick where this film is currently located? Uh, oh, you can Hulu. find it in my movies anywhere. Oh, oh how about that? It's also there you on go. <clears throat> Problem solved, as we always do on the show. Monkey, Thank you so much for your pick and having Milano show her Milano's. It was great. Milano. Milano. But yes. I like our chocolate Milano's. Yeah, me too. Oh, yes. But anyway, no, I don't. I don't think you and me mean the same thing, right there, monkey. That's for sure. I know where the goal is. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you know, yeah. you know how I roll. Yep, because the name is my uh, girl. Uh, I know. <laughs> but thanks for listening to another. Yep, completely professional. Total clusterfuck at the end of the episode. We are awesome. <laughs> so thanks for another bright-filled and fun-filled episode of Tongue Terror. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, Ghoul, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Well, again, Dean, I want to thank you one more time for uh, for being such a gracious and awesome friend, bro. Um, oh, and, thank and you, dude, Dangle. For, for, for everybody else, stay scared out there. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you for some love and monsters next week. Love and monsters. Actually, looking forward to it. it. It's been on my list to watch, so I'm definitely looking forward to checking out Love and Monsters next week and, and giving my report. Love is in the air. Uh, so we will, we will be <laughs> back here next week to talk about that movie. We'll be back here next week to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer, a little bit more in length. And also, I will have a report because I'll be fresh off the Ghost, Volbeat, and Twin Temple show that I'm going to next Tuesday. Very nice. Dude! And I cannot wait. I already booked a room so I could spend the night in Hershey, drink a little bit, get a little frisky. Oh, nice. You know, and I'm going to enjoy it. So I can't wait to talk about it on there next week with you guys and let you know what I thought. It's my first Ghost show, hopefully not my last Ghost show. But you know, we'll see how it goes. And as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Odorous. Watch horror movies. Keep America strong. And we'll see you back here next week for Love and Monsters.
With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.